and we've started. Well, hello. <laughs> you have, like, the consistent, well, hello. Like, you're trying to pick someone up at a fucking bar. Who says I'm not? Do not. I bet it. Do not. <laughs> Jordan, don't make me. Oh, I will. <sighs> Alright, so we are back. It's where this is where's my controller? I see my controller. It's sitting right there in front of my monitor. Jordan, where's your controller? Over here to my right. Nice. So we had some issues pop up uh between our last episode, which was about the gameplay review of Cyberpunk, and now, which was I I got sick. Um, yeah. though he got sick. I got sick. The only days that he could, I was gone. <laughs> yeah, and it just it was just easier for it to be like, okay, we're not gonna do this till after the holidays, cause it's easier to not have to. Drangle through time in order to get to it. Yeah. So. Uh, we are back. We're not abandoning you to grow up thinking that, you know, no one loves you. Um, granted, we, we're probably tolerated more than anything. Yeah. So. We are, this episode, going to do a story review of Cyberpunk. Um, we did a gameplay, but it's been quite long enough that we actually feel like we could do a story review of it now. Seeing as how so many people have you know, either seen it on YouTube, played it themselves, or just don't care either way and just want to know about it. And uh, yes. Jordan, in all of his greatness, still hasn't completed the fucking story. See, I'm afflicted by a curse. No, and it's not a curse. It's him <laughs> prolonging it instead of going, oh, I can play this again at another time. Well, you know, I like to experience everything before I finish the game. <laughs> so I am most of the way done or pretty i'm all of the way done with the second acts side stories and i am working through the uh main story for the second act now so we're gonna have to do this in three parts then instead of two because so far i can only talk to you about act one and up to halfway through act two then i'll uh i'll i'll knock it out tonight yeah <sighs> I'll, I'll keep my side stories to a minimum. <laughs> Unless it's actually about character development, ignore the side stories. How's that? I'm. I will you're find never, a way. You, you're never going to know about the dude with the burning penis implant if you don't do the side missions. <laughs> He's not joking about that at all. Uh, that that is a legitimate first. That is a legitimate oh. side mission you can take. It, it's just yes, it is. the way they oh. label it. The way they label it is that you have the main missions, 
You have oh, the man. side character development missions. And then you have the... This basically just helps your rep mission. Yeah. And then you also have the pretty, ones that are money much. makers. And Using your street grid, you get experience and, and decent chunks of cash by doing the, the larger side missions. Yeah. Um, and the larger side missions being, um, you know, secondary characters, uh, prolonged, like, multi-mission story development for, like, a couple uh, that that's running for mayor and whatnot, which he has been glitched out of. For me. Yeah, he's glitched out of that. I'm glitched out of a couple of, like... Uh, go to this location and pick up your bonus reward for completing it in such a fashion of being such an amazing guy. You know? Yep. Um, yeah, I had one of those tell me to go there, and then whenever I got there, it disappeared, and it just never popped up again. I was like, well, I don't get my extra money. <laughs> was that the one with... God, what was it? Uh, the one about the reporter. Where you saved the reporter from... I th the think strip club or the 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 club. I think. And you do it in a way, and it sends you to a drop point, and then you're supposed to pick up your bonus. And if for me, I go, I hit to retrieve it, and it doesn't give me anything. See, it just for me, it like before I actually hit the button, it just the the waypoint and everything disappeared, and I just never got my bonus. Yeah. Well, I mean. I Okay, fine. Whatever. It happens, though. I mean, like, no Take game Take my is money, you dumb vending machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the game... Oh, you'll also never find out about the sentient AI vending machine that tries to kill you. Um... Yeah, you do. What? You do. I've completed that one. Uh, doesn't try to kill you. Uh, are you he talking about, are you talking about, uh, somebody. Brendan? Yeah, Brendan. I love Brendan. Yeah, I, I've, I've gotten the end of that one. Uh. Okay. <clears throat> Such a nice guy, Brendan. <laughs> the, the voice actor who plays Brendan was one of the main characters in, uh, Detroit Become Human. Really? Yeah. And I was actually sitting there watching... Uh, you know, you know, experiencing that mission, and I was just like, "Why isn't this guy the main character?" You know, why wasn't he one of the main voices? That was me, though. Um, I I liked I liked that side quest. That was a good one. It's a fun side quest because it's just very. Yeah, it just randomly pops up. Go talk to Brendan. Yeah, yeah it, it's yeah, just. Like it, well, I mean, it starts out with you, you don't know what you'll find when you get there. You get there, and it's yeah. I'm talking to a vending machine, and your character's even yeah. like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm talking to an AI machine that is supposedly sentient. It's a fucking vending machine. I don't know what I'm doing here. Exactly, and, but. You can't help it, but then you also end up liking the guy, you know? Yeah. And so it's very much... Yeah, discount coffees. Yeah. It's very... It's a very... <sighs> it, is, it is such a difference in tone compared to the rest of the game that it stands out in the side quests. 
Yeah, that's that's why I like doing the side quests, because I don't want to miss out on any of those stuff by moving on to the next act type deal. Well, you don't, though, because they're still there. You just have to so wait. It, it keeps all of them? Yeah. Okay. Because I've completed so many things that was stuff before you gain Johnny Silverhand and stuff after you gain Johnny Silverhand. Gotcha. See, I'm, I'm programmed from most games to where if you move on to a different act, it gets rid of all the first act side stuff. So I always just try to complete everything before I move on. Well, this one has shit that's, like, <clears throat> locked down that you can't get to till the next act, and everything else is still available after that act. Alright, if it's still available, then I'll, I'll, I'll work on knocking out the main story. Thank God. Hey, no. You have yeah. no idea how frustrating... I'm not talking to you. You guys have no idea how frustrating it is. It's like, hey, have you completed this? No, not yet. Still working on the side quest. Have you gotten to this point? No. I haven't even gone past the first stage of the heist that you do at the beginning of the game. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, I hadn't done any of the heist stuff until I finished all of the side missions. <laughs> and that's in one district. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You only have access to one district for the entire first act. Just putting that out there. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know. Um. So you, you, you see... What? I, I was going to ask if you had seen the video of... I don't quite understand how they're doing it, because I didn't watch uh, if you needed any special cybernetic enhancements or whatnot, but the people who were running on the highway faster than even the fastest cars can go. I don't know. <clears throat> no, I'm not seeing that, and I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It was interesting. It, it, they called it bunny hopping. It's like, <sighs> hmm, I wonder if that'll get patched out. Well, there's also mobility boosts that you can put down on your, you know, into your clothing, so it makes you move faster. Yeah. Um. There's also uh, the thing. There's consumables that you take that increase your speed at the same time. So if you're overlapping that with, and they and 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 the mods stack too, you know. So if you wanted to be like a super speedy ass bastard in this, you could lay out literally all of your gear with with speed mods, and then take a booster and then like spec your character to be faster in general, and you can be running faster than cars. So I should do that. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't actually have cybernetic speed legs in the game. You know, they only have jump legs. Uh, yeah. Which is a little surprising. Um, so, the, the game starts first by you creating your character, you know, dick measuring, all that. Uh, yeah, it's actually in there. <laughs> you have... I think we went over that the last time. Um, and then you get to choose, you know, how you start out. Uh, being uh, street kid, yeah, your affiliation. You want to be a street kid, 
uh, a nomad or a corpo and you each one of those has a different opening uh, mashup basically mm-hmm. uh, street kid you're coming back from Atlanta after being away for five years I think yeah, there's a certain number of years that your character had went away for various reasons. Yeah. You come back and you end up meeting uh, with... You end up doing a job for the bartender who owes a bookie. I believe he was a bookie. No, he was a loan shark. Who owns a lo- who owes a loan shark a lot of money. Yeah. And on your way out, you end up... Uh, reacquainting your character with the Padre, who's a gang leader of, I don't remember what gang, and, uh, I remember which one, but I can't think of the name at the moment. It wasn't, uh, I want to keep saying Sicarios, but that's not it. It starts with an S, I know that. Uh, you ride with him. He, he takes you on a ride to your drop-off point. And well, you you first get a, uh, a quest from the uh, loan shark. You say you walk Yeah, I, I, I explained. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I, well, I said yeah. you have to make a deal with the loan shark. I didn't get to the point of what the deal was. Yeah, yeah. But Padre takes you on a takes you to your location on the way there you get pulled over by the 6th street uh, militia uh, these guys are like hardcore you know fuck government law and all that type shit uh, I could make an easy ass joke but I'm not going to um, and you you can uh, there is a dialogue arc that happens in the middle of that, and you have the choice of speaking up in defense of the Padre, not saying shit, or saying something about that, you know, it's like, who the f- what the fuck's going on type thing. Or you let the interruption uh, ha- not occur, and I believe they just walk away. I don't Valentinos. know. Valentinos. Valentinos. Why did I think it started with an S, dumbass? I don't know. I mean, it sounded right, too, whenever you said it. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Ugh. I'm an idiot. Uh, But I don't think he's a Valentino, is he? I think he's just the, um... No, he has a thing... No, he's out to stop the Valentinos or something like that. I, I mean, I know he's, um, one of the people who give you... He's a, he's a quest giver. Yeah. He's a fixer. That's what they call him. Yes. Not a quest giver. He's a fixer. Fixes you up with missions to get money and stuff. Yeah. I think he's just loosely affiliated with the Valentinos, somewhat like um the uh, Japanese lady, Takata, how she's somewhat affiliated with the Tiger Claws, or at least on friendly terms. Yeah, she's on extreme <coughs> friendly terms with the Tiger Claws. Uh, yeah. Those guys are assholes. Um, yeah, they are. 
but he takes you all the way to your location, which is a parking garage, because the job from the loan shark is to take one of four existing, I believe it was four, it might be two, um, rare, rare, rare uh, cars that is in the city. One is owned by some uh, dickhead who lives somewhere in the city. The other one is owned by a upper echelon uh, Arisaka, which is a company that plays a major role throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. Major upper echelon Arisaka bigwig. Uh, and you are given this little uh, uh, signal interrupter blocker forger thing, whatever it is. It's supposed to be like a key remote, but it's terrible. And you're to use it to get the car and take it back to someone else in order to pay back the debt. Uh-huh. And as soon as you get into the car, it turns on. It has monitor windshield, no glass whatsoever around you. Really weird layout on the inside. Whole damn thing looks like some kind of fucking cybernetic roadster. Yeah, it was um, super weird looking. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't even say Roadster. I would say, remember Corella DeVille's car from 101 Dalmatians? Mm-hmm. Make that look futuristic. Um, like, I'm, I'm not joking. I saw that car. I was like, what the fuck is Corella DeVille doing here? Uh... And as soon as you're... And as soon as you she start... might have been easier to deal with. <laughs> hey, look, here's Puppy Fur. Uh... <laughs> Oh, gosh. As soon as you start the car, a guy comes up and pulls a gun on you, telling you to get the fuck out. And this guy ends up becoming a major character in all of the path choices. And for Mm -hmm. the first act of the game also. This is Jackie Wells. He is your best friend. He becomes your best friend or is your best friend, depending on which way you start. Or he's a client who then becomes your best friend or he's an asshole who's robbing you from robbing a car. However you're taking it. Yeah, and it's like, as as a street kid... He's he's, the asshole trying to steal the car from you that you're stealing. Yeah, and then as Corpo, he's your best friend. And as the uh, nomad, he's a client. And you end up becoming best friends. And all of them, you you either strengthen your bond or become best friends. Yeah. Um, and it ends up becoming a hit. Not a hit. It becomes a... Uh, Night City PD bust of someone of... A sting? Is that what you really A sting. That's it. It's yeah. a sting yeah. of NCPD getting people from stealing cars. Granted, the guy who catches you is a dirty cop to begin with. Mm-hmm. And the Arisaka bigwig is like, I don't care, kill him. And needless to say, you don't die. There. Well, yeah, luckily the cop comes from the same area that you grew up in, so he's like, look, I understand your struggle, I'm just gonna let you go. Yeah, so he's so a dirty, he's a dirty, he, he's cop, a dirty cop with a, a troubled background and he kind of With minor scruples. <laughs> yeah. Very minor scruples. It's um, a good story writing, in my opinion. Yeah. And then it turns into, and and I'll, I'll go over the other ones for you as well before we get into the, what basically accumulates into the continuation thereon. 
um, Nomad, you're, you start out in a junk heap of a town. Literally, the most yeah. exciting thing is the water tower. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have a dirty sheriff who comes in questioning you while you're trying to get your car repaired at a mechanic. The mechanic's trying to get you to pay for everything, and you're like, well, I have this much. How much if I actually fix it myself using your tools? And he's like, a lot cheaper. So you do that, you get in the car ready to start, sheriff comes in, complete fucking asshole. Uh, One of those uh, power trip cops that wants to uh, power trip sheriff every little thing. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you don't need to know what I'm doing here. I just had to get my car fixed, and I'm going on. And that's legitimately what's happening. Is you're like, I'm, I'm just trying to fix my car. I, 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 and he's like, well, where's your clan? Because all nomads are in a clan. That's, you know. Uh, okay, so historical moment. Gypsies. Gypsies used to roam around Europe in caravans for hundreds of years. Nomads are treated like gypsies for that reason. Because, I mean, yes, gypsies are nomadic. I get the fact, yes. But it's it's that kind of concept. It's if you're a nomad, you are a worthless son of a bitch. You don't deserve to be here type thing. Yeah. Uh, they have the, the, rep, the same kind of reputation that gypsies had, where either they're like smugglers or thieves or just... Or conmen. Yeah, just general not great people, even though... That's not all of the clans, you know. Yeah, and it it shows. I mean, later on in the game, it shows big time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it meets and some cool people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, some hot and so, <laughs> don't ruin that part yet. Uh, so you have to there. climb this radio tower in order to get the final locator beacon of where you're supposed to go pick up. Jackie, who is the client, who is trying to take an object across the border from I don't know where the fuck. Into Night City. Into Night City. Yep. So you have to, one, pick him up, two, drive him to the border, three, get into an inspection zone, four, go inside, bribe the guy, five, get back in your car and leave. Well, those all happen. Five becomes a problem. Because you get in your car, you start driving off. Well, no. Jackie's driving at this point. You get in the car, driving off, and out of nowhere, Arasaka shows up. (laughs) Why? Don't know. Come to find out, Jackie stole, uh, has a package that belongs to someone else, that was from Arasaka that now has to be delivered to someone else. You actually find <laughs> that later on in the story based on... I, I don't know if it changes if you pick a nomad, but you find the uh, object in your Nobu Arasaka's room. Oh. <clears throat> During that BD, if you didn't catch it. I saw that and I was like, oh, clever. I, I think that changes. Much... I think that changes them based on stuff. Um, it must, because I was like, nice, that's really cool that they added that in. Yeah, but you end up 
running away from Arasaka, hiding. You open up the package, and what the package is is a cryo cryogenic iguana. <laughs> Inside of it. And Jackie's like, oh, we should keep him. <laughs> and it's all about... Then they, then you have a discussion about what's going to happen now. Uh, where do you go from here? And boom, you kick back off into the exact same scene that you happened at the end of Street Kid. Then, now you have Corpo. Corpo is probably not the... I would I would say out of the three intro intros that I saw, the most what I would classify as the uh, proper intro is probably Street Kid, Street Rat, whatever I, it is. I I would agree because I I felt like Corpo was um Corpo was a bit more but... preset. <clears throat> Yeah, it was more dialogue, and uh, you get a decent look at what life is like inside the corporation, which you don't really get throughout the rest of the story. No, but you also but get to experience... the least action-packed. It is definitely at least action-packed out of all of them, because I, I will get to that one. But it is also, like, the most revealing of, like, how shit can yes. go. Um, that's that's a good word. It's very revealing. It is very revealing. So with Corpo, you start out vomiting into a sink and looking up and seeing your character. This is the only intro that... No, I take that back. Street Rat also allowed you to see your character because you're dealing with being having yeah, a shit beat yeah. out of you and you look in a mirror. Um, yeah. Corpo... You patch off in Nomad. Yeah, you rip off your patch in Nomad. Uh, so they all actually let you see your character. I it's been a while since I looked at those intros. To be fair, yeah, um, <laughs> I've played Corpo more than all the others because I've done three characters in Corpo already. Uh, not three, two. My brain don't do I, math. I've only got I've only got one in each so far. <laughs> I had well, don't forget I started out with a male character, found out who played female voice, and swapped over to a female character. Yeah. And all my characters are female now. <laughs> so. I don't know if I've got one or two that are female. But Corpo, you're puking into a sink. You look up. And you get a phone call from Jackie. And he's asking you, what's going on? What's going on? And there's apparently like this uh, whole corporate espionage game that you're a part of. And you are apparently freaking out because you don't know if your people are uh, found. And are... You're about to get axed or not. Well, you don't know if you're going to get axed. You don't know if your people are about to get killed. You don't know what the fuck is going on. Your nerves are shot as shit. And then you're also expected to go upstairs and talk to your boss. Because you're like corporate security honcho type person you know um yeah what one thing that i do really like that they added in is your character has a personal trainer this is after you talk to your boss but i just thought it was kind of a nice thing that they tacked on yeah because um, it came in out of trainer nowhere. actually yeah he he calls you while you're you know on a uh, a taxi ride pretty much and um 
He's like, look, I just got a uh, biomonitor scan, and you're, you're stressed as balls. You need to come in and see me so we can get some stuff worked out. And it's pretty like, much all the answers are, not right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, You know what, to be honest, I've never called that guy back. <laughs> I've tried, he doesn't answer. Oh, okay. Um, but after after your conversation... you died. Probably. Well, I mean, all your corporate... I'll get to that. Um, yeah. After you get off the phone with Jackie, who's telling you, to, you know, you need to relax, you'll figure this out type shit. Um, uh, you go upstairs, you talk to your boss. When you walk in, for me, whenever I experience this for the first time, I walked in. He's standing behind his desk. On the wall is this giant, like, hundred and... No, it was like a thousand and forty inch screen or some shit like that. I mean, it was literally took up the entire wall. It was literally the wall, you know. Think of, think of, uh, on the Enterprise when he says on screen, it's like that. Yeah, you know, it, it's very much like a, uh, uh, a hologram slash projector that just hits the entire wall type deal. Well, actually, to be fair, it was a window. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got the hiccups. I, I guess it was a window. You're, you're super high up in the Arasaka building. Which, great scenery view on that. Oh, yeah, um, it was super cool. And you walk in, and the point of view that I had was he was standing behind his table. And the table lined up perfectly with all these other tables that were on screen. And I was like, oh my god, this is how they're having a corporate meeting? Because I didn't realize... Because I thought that's what it was projecting as, you know? And you kind of, like, have to see it at the angle I saw it to believe it. And then it moves around and shifts more, and you're listening to this conversation. And out of nowhere, all these people on screen get executed. They were part of the European Space Organization or some shit like that. Uh, And he was apparently cleaning up the big-ass mistake that occurred. Which was everyone who was Whatever. jacked in at the time were all murdered. Um, yeah. Don't know who these people were. Don't actually recall if they say who these people were, but they're all dead. He turns around, looks at you, and starts talking about what's going on. He talks about how he has a pain in the balls, who is this major bitch, and he needs a solution. And you have one of two options in this solution, which is strike first or deal with it. Yeah, come come to find out it's his It's the boss same, who, yeah, who it's is, his boss. Uh, his pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and he even talks about it. He's like, he's like, this fucking bitch. I hate this bitch the entire time. And he wants you, he gives you inside information about her routine, her schedule, her, uh, what was it, her lover's husband, uh, or spouse, or whatever word he used. Pretty much any kind of information about her uh, daily life and schedule that would uh, affect help, help somebody be able to find a uh, a time and place to meet up with this chick. And kill her. Yes. Specifically kill her. Um, and gives you 10 grand cash in order to do it. 
uh, tells you. Grand. No, it was ten, wasn't it? I don't. It no, was fifty. Stack. It was fifty. It was fifty. Yeah, it was a big stack of cash. Yeah, it was a big stack of cash. By the way, all their money is euro dollars, which they call eddies. Just mm -hmm. getting that out of the way. Um, eddies. Well, I mean the way they, the way it's spelt out, because I still have captions on. Yeah. Is yeah, E D D they, they E D D Y. Yeah. Eddie. But. <clears throat> uh. But I, you, and he tells you to get a team together and get it done. Okay. No way it traces back. Use cash only. This is the, this is, you know, your liquid that you're allowed to use. The money. And you go on from there. As soon as you exit, you get stopped by some corporate rat who is some underling of yours who was supposed to send you uh, <laughs> some type of update on some shit and you either can yell at him, tell him to send it to you, or be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. All the options are pretty funny, from my point of view. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they, they seem pretty uh lifelike at that point i guess they you do just got out of a meeting with your boss who tells you to kill his boss or you're fired <laughs> and you're like oh my gosh if this comes back to me at all i'm just dead yeah and so then you have to go to your office and you're stopped by someone else who works under you and this is a different situation that occurs which is you have someone embedded in militech no uh it was some like Non the, uh, the the cleanup. Uh, bio worker. was a biotechnica. It was either biotechnica or the waste management place. I don't think it was a waste management place. I think it was biotechnica. Might have been. Uh, someone's embedded, trying to get insider information, and he's telling you that he believes he might be burned. What do we do? And you have, and you're like, and you can actually go. What's the options? Option one, he you pull him, you he you leave him in there. He gets as much information, but it has major backlash on him. No way it gets tracked back to the company, all of that, and most likely all the information that he's being fed is bullshit, because they probably know what is going on with him. Other option is you pull him out immediately and deal with the consequences of that with your boss. Yeah. Either option is. Negligent. You, you don't, it doesn't even matter. Um, I, was, I was wondering if maybe later on in the story you can meet that guy who I don't, pulled out or not. But. I don't recall any of that. Oh, I missed a Probably I missed not. an important conversation that occurs uh, when you're on your way to see your boss. Uh, you come across someone that apparently you went to a meeting with uh, like two years prior. And you have a, you can either catch up with them, have a you know drawn out discussion, and catch up with them, you know, and experience how they have uh, really dis really discover how they have. Uh, uh, oh God, I had the word Mo moved up in the company. No, well, I mean it's that guy, you know, when he's standing there, he's like, hey, V, you know, mm -hmm. dialogue. 
you can actually you know play with and see how dialogue trees really work instead of it just being a main yeah. instead yeah, of it being a main right. character it's more of a side character and you can see how it works um and go through that which comes back later on to be honest uh and you move and uh after you deal with everything that's with the other guy you go to your desk check your emails check your other shit look inside your desk find a stem pack that you take with you you find your uh you find your trauma team uh insurance card yeah no one gives a shit puts it right back in the other desk um get up and you go to your boss's air uh air car it's an it's an av air vehicle but it's an air car mm-hmm Basically, it's a flying limousine. Yeah, pretty much. Um, which it's actually a really nice concept. <laughs> I when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, I want this in reality!" <laughs> and you get in, and uh, you tell the car where to go. You grab a mm-hmm. nice flute of champagne that is preset for you in there already. Drink the shit out of that instantly for some fucking reason. I think uh, too. Well, I mean, you, you, no, I mean, I mean, just the fact of like you can't sip it; it's chug, 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 chug. Yeah. With everything. That's um, true. <laughs> and you can then play the news get it get updates on everything that just happened with the eu space program getting massacred finding out about that you're constantly in your periphery have stock market information moving inside information about arasaka continuously happening i mean like this is like watching the wall street journal talk about uh not the Wall Street Journal. This is like watching uh, stock trade continuously while trying to walk down the street to get yeah, it, to it just to do something. In your ocular implant on the side. Yeah, and you have you also have telemetry of what direction you're moving and shit like too for some reason, um, which I don't remember seeing in any of the other characters off the top of my head at the at this time of the game. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And you are to go, and this is also the point at which you get your call from your personal trainer, and the personal trainer is trying to get you to relax and shit. Uh, You take your car all the way to Lizzie's Bar, which is a Mox rant. Mox, it's it's an all-female gang, the Moxes. Uh... Who own Lizzie's Bar? You take your AV to go to land there. Uh, there's no, <laughs> per the AI, <coughs> there's no su- suitable landing position. And you say, find a different fucking place. I don't care. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. okay, new parameters. Landing. Lands on the roof of Lizzie's in the basketball court that some guys had set up. AV opens up. Three guys come up to you. 
what the fuck are you doing? You could have crushed us, and you have the option to beat the ever-living shit out of two of them. I do. It's it's inner. It's funny. <laughs> I took the more peaceful aspect and was like, look, I've got a lot of stuff on my mind you don't want to get in my way type deal. No, I beat the and shit out of them. Uh, which is... They, they back off either way. Uh, well, one, they back off. The other... No, they're down. And so you do that, and the last one is like backing off, standing away. Then he goes and checks on his friends. You're walking up. You see the basketball that they had. You can pick that up, and you can throw it for like across the court into the hoop type shit, which is weird for oh, some reason. Nice. I didn't do that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, maybe you throw this at the other guy's head and knock him out. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. That would have been funny, too. Uh, get into the bar, and you finally get to talk to Jackie in person. Mm -hmm. Old friends, don't know how long you've known each other. Uh, and you explain to him the situation. And he tells you to get the fuck out. To get out of Arasaka, to get the fuck out of all of this, because it's, why? Why should we be doing this type of thing? And you're explaining to him that when someone in Arasaka tells you to do something like this, you fucking do it or else you're dead. Yeah, like, eventually somebody's gonna come find you because you just know too much. Yeah, and... But at least in, in your position, you're high enough to know too much, and uh, low enough, you gotta do what everybody says. Yeah, So. and so he's like, okay, and you start running down the list of everyone you need. And right as soon as you get done discussing this, in walks Arasaka Security, who takes away all your money, all your permissions to Arasaka, all your implants of Arasaka, all of your uh, connections to the inside of Arasaka. Everything that you were is gone. You're pretty much just a normal dude with nothing. Yeah. You, know? you, you have no job, no house, no money, nothing. And Jackie's actually very much like, hey, you got a fresh start, man, the entire time. Yeah. It's like, it, it's better that it happened this way instead of the uh, other the alternative. more likely way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And because they want the information that's about their boss back you give it to them and they're and they're trying to take you away and jackie's like you don't know what you're fucking with and so they leave after that uh so now all of them have accumulated to the single point that is continuous throughout all of them which mm -hmm. is it starts with which to be honest this part i actually feel like goes with corpro more than anything else it because it's so fitting yeah, it kind of does feel like it, because, I mean, I get it in the, um... Nomad, uh, it works, too. Nomad, yeah, it works, like too. in the Nomad, because you can still say that they sold the, uh, uh, Camille or Iguana, and then, um, you know, used that money to get some new guns and, and start but, your own, like, uh... But I mean, like, but I mean, like, the actual, I mean, I mean, like, the actual cutscene the way it plays out oh. 
it yeah. feels so much more like it belongs to the corpo path than it does any other path. I mean, it still works for Nomad, but Street, it doesn't make any sense. But for Corpo, it makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, it kind of, it still works with Street, because it's what you would have been doing anyway. You're kind yeah, of a, yeah, regardless. A you have a bit more that. insight on the fact that you, like, whenever I first started it, I'm like, who the fuck's this old guy that you keep going to, you know? And that's, yeah. and that's the Padre. Uh, and you know, once I figure that out by playing the street intro, I was like, "Oh, that's who that guy is," because it didn't register with me later on at all who he was. Um, I was like, "Who the fuck's this old guy?" <laughs> uh, and because it starts out with Jackie walking down the street, machete on his back, fucking literally. Raising yeah. up his arms, going, he's like, and all you hear in the background is this announcer talking about Night City. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a guy bump into Jackie who has a samurai shirt on. Uh, and now here's a montage of your guys' life for the next six months, mm-hmm. which is partying at clubs, getting guns, going through gunfights, chasing down guys, trading in shit for other shit. Uh, Pretty much just basic merc work. Merc work, party work, frat boys hanging out all the fucking time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Granted, Jackie looks like he's about 45. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And you... And it ends up with it starts out with you meeting Jackie's mom and you rooming with Jackie and you go through all that other shit. Then it ends up with you saying bye to Jackie and his mom and you moving into your own place. Uh, that's basically how it goes. And uh, then now we're into the actual gameplay. Which mm-hmm. you get in <laughs> half an hour, uh, 45. 46 minutes and we're finally getting to the actual gameplay and not talking about the fucking intro. Um, the intro is pretty... It's... it's good. The intro's, it's good intro is... I mean, but we're also talking about three different intros, too. Yeah. Um, it's long. It's, it I is do, long. I do like the intro. The quickest intro, I believe, was probably Corpo. The longest one was Nomad. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it, it probably was. It, it does seem like you have more stuff to do in the Nomad one. Yeah. The quickest one is Corpo, because, I mean, it's literally point A, point B, you're done. Street yeah. is ABC, because you, you have to talk to one guy, then talk to another guy, then talk to another guy, then deal with another guy, then you finally get to the end. Nomad is fix my car, find my... Find find the beacon, get to my client, get my client to the checkpoint, deal with the asshole in the checkpoint, fight off Arasaka, hide the car, and now we're finally here. Yeah. So, uh, but they all accumulate into the same thing. Now you're sitting in a, in a parking garage with Jackie, talking about what something's going on. Uh, you're there to find a corporate woman who has been kidnapped and uh, you're there to rescue her. 
Her tracker yeah. is off. Um, I forgot the name of that lady who sends you on the job. Not T Bug. Wakako, thank you. Wakako, who we talked about earlier. Japanese fixer. Well, Japanese heritage. I, I think I called her something incorrect earlier, but I remembered it part of the way whenever I was you, thinking you about this. You talked story. about her being like some type of head of the Tiger Claws or some shit like that. Yeah, at least associated in some She is way. associated in some way, and I'm thinking it's just because she lives in Japantown. Um, but you talk to Wakako. Uh, Wakako sends you on this mission. You have T-Bug, who is to explain what's going on to you the whole time. She also apparently has sent in a VR training sim of how to play the game. You yes. do and it your first time. After that, you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you don't have to do that one every time. No, but they made that one optional. Yeah, because that in itself is about an hour. Um, uh, it it can be. It and is. that's doing all of them and not the basics. Yeah, uh, it was far longer than I expected. I was like, man, this has a lot to get into. It was very very deep <laughs> in how much shit you had to deal with. Um. Mm -hmm. I mean, it gets into like basic hand-to-hand -hand combat and then complex hand-to-hand -hand combat. combat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's basic complex hand-to-hand -hand combat, basic and complex uh, weapon, weapon combat. combat, both gun and melee, and then you have um, both stealth. basic and complex. Yeah, and you have stealth, basic and complex, and then you have hacking, basic and complex, and it's like yeah. oh, there, there's a lot to this game. Yeah. I actually, at that point, was like, I'm not going to be able to complete this game. <laughs> I had that thought. <laughs> I had that thought at that moment. I was like, oh, God. Uh, and it, it feels like a lot, but it becomes much easier. It becomes simpler. Easier. It becomes yeah. simpler after that, because it's that, like, it, it's kind of like that, oh, new job, fuck me type thing, you know? Yeah, it's the big first initial info dump where you're like, I don't know how to process all this. And then yeah. once you get it, you're like, okay, it's not so bad. Yeah. And then you get into, uh, but again, like I, like we said, you can skip that in all the other playthroughs. It's good to do it once, but when you play it enough, you don't really need to worry about it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you get into another bear, go up to the floor that it's on, walking down the hallway, T-Bug is chattering off in your ear along with Jackie talking about what room they're in, what you need to do, what the client's about, all this other shit. Mm -hmm. uh, you, and you have an opportunity to do something kind of cool, which is this lady hears two people out in the hallway, comes out the door, you have your gun drawn, you tell her to go back inside, she, go, mm -hmm. she closes the door, and you get XP for it. I didn't know you got XP for it, but I, I did the... I think you got XP them. for it. I think it was like one of those, you know, like 5 XP or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Then, then you have to either choose to go balls to the wall gunfight or stealth. Or you can stealth the entire mission. I was so I, glad that they let you do both. I, my first time playing it, I fucked up, <laughs> and I ended up going fucking guns out for it yeah my yeah. second playthrough i did the entire thing stealth yeah it's okay so um, on one hand stealth is a lot easier to do 
because you don't have to and worry about as many gunfights. Gun yeah, but it's more about timing and patience Definitely. with stealth. So I really like the stealth aspect, but whenever you're trying to just get through stuff later on, I find myself just running and gunning. <laughs> well, you're also at the beginning stage where your weapons don't do as much damage. Your yeah, the your gun you have weak. is not is not a main weapon that you will carry forever. Your character doesn't have that many stats. Uh, you are not really specced for a lot of shit, and uh-huh. you. Uh, so it's 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 actually kind of tough playing the first mission and and gunfighting. <clears throat> Stealth is a lot easier because. You can sneak up behind someone, snap their neck, and you're done. And yeah, you don't have to worry about hitting them in the head three times type deal. No, or, you know, 16 <laughs> body shots. Uh, yeah. And all the weapons suck, because they only do, like, 50 DPS. Yeah, I imagine if it's on easy, it's much easier. But uh, I, I started on, I think, normal or hard, one of the two. I did normal. <clears throat> I think I started on normal, but have moved it up to hard because it it the game gets much easier later on when you've started unlocking stuff. I've left it on normal this whole time. Uh, Most of the time when I die, it's because I do something stupid like fall off a building or step in front of a car, and then the people I'm fighting shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that like, in a bit. Uh, yeah. So you you traverse your way through this, and I don't remember what group they are. That is like this is a human. I think it's the scavengers. Yeah, that's what it's called. They're scavengers. These guys are <clears throat> assholes. They take unsuspecting people and butcher them. They rip out all cybernetics that they have within their body and then and they sell them pretty much anything they can sell yeah yeah they sell they basically part people out for money and the person yes. you're there to get uh at the end is in a bathtub full of ice with a program in her that is causing her uh trauma team platinum which jackie is like platinum holy shit uh, <laughs> yeah, they should have been bursting in here if she sneezed. No, oh, yeah, he's he's like he's like don't fucking chase her ass down if she's got a cold. What the fuck? Why aren't they here? You know, type shit. And yeah, you get the malware out. Oh, she's now about to suffocate for some fucking reason. Don't know why. So you put a hypo in her, and it gets her good. And you get stabilizes the, her. Yeah. yeah, and then you get the notification that trauma team will be there in three minutes, and so you get her that out. Was Ninety seconds. No, yeah, it, you're right. No, it was three minutes. It was like 180 was seconds cool. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And because V is like, they'll be here in three minutes. <laughs> and so you get her out onto the balcony, and the trauma air emergency vehicle shows up it scans it's telling you to keep away from the door while unloading uh, personnel 
and you have four guys bust out, two of them rifles pointed at you, two of them medical kit ready to go, one drops a stretcher down on the ground, tells you to put her on the stretcher, drop her, they shove you back ten feet, tell you not to get any closer, one pops a thing onto her chest that gives a medical readout. Oh, yeah, by the way, this whole time, she's been naked in the tub. So you're walking around carrying her in your arms, and you can see at your periphery naked woman the entire time. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where you want to finish that part of the mission before uh, anyone like, walks in. Somebody walks in, because <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like lower, lower part of your screen, you just see a boob bouncing the entire time. Pretty much. And you're just like, shit. <laughs> and, but that's not the main aspect. But I did make the mistake of getting close because I saw them put something on her chest. I was like, what's that over there? I get close and they shot me with some type of stun device. And Jackie yeah. comes out and is like, they told you to stay back. <laughs> just like, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty much like, imagine if... Uh... Imagine if SWAT and EMS were were combined. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Except they will actually kill you instead of save you. (laughs) Well, if you mess with the person they're trying to save or get in their way. They they Uh, would have no qualms about gunning you down. Yeah, and I mean, like, these guys were badass. They were cool. I was kind of like, man, I can't wait to see more of them. And then you're on your way down, and Jackie asks if he can borrow your car because he wants to take his girl out for dinner or something. And you get a heads up from T-Bug that they're locking down your home district mm-hmm. pretty soon. And so you got to sweet-talk your ass into your home district in order to go do this. And... Um, that, I've not seen that go bad, but they do have a uh, law enforcement mech there ready to go in case someone does something stupid. I did scan that, and I was hoping I could hack it, but I, it never popped up. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the uh, NCPD stuff is unhackable. <clears throat> well, no, I mean, it's like the option was never given. Um, so you get into Watson, Jackie drives you home. Oh yeah, before you get out before you get into Watson, you're getting chased down by some more uh scavenger thugs. And so you have a small gunfight in a car on your way out of on your way out of uh wherever the fuck you were. Yeah. Which it's really not that their 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 car combat mechanics really weren't that great in my opinion. Um seems pretty scripted well it wasn't even script it's not even the fact it was scripted it was more the fact that i'm putting i'm lighting up this car it's not doing anything you know fair and that's even later on whenever you have you know your weapon capabilities and everything uh it's still like what the fuck am i doing um i mean you almost don't need to fire in those, but it is easier to pick off the people in the car than to just sit there and take bullets. Yeah, and you can't even, like, shoot the tires in order to cause them to skid out at all, which I found stupid, personally. 
Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping they would have a little bit more um, vehicular damage. Yeah. For that. But they didn't. But overall, I mean, it's, is it game-breaking? No. Minor inconvenience. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining that it's mostly like those are typically associated with major parts of the story. Yeah, that's all I've seen. I, I don't remember coming across anything else where you didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and so you, you get back to your place. Jackie drops you off. You go to bed. I mean, you you can explore your apartment. You can find where you have your stash of weapons. Well, where your stash of weapons will go. go. Uh, your closet that has some clothing that you can then keep in your stash as well. Uh, you get to see the vending machine instead of a kitchen that everyone apparently has. Uh, yeah, which is super weird. But I guess I kind of get it because everything's like synthetically made. Yeah, no one has anything that's real anymore. Actually, they have calls to no longer eat anything that was real. Yeah, uh, well, it's it... illegal to have pets in the city because there was, like, some widespread disease thing. Like, there, if, if you're reading a bunch of the stuff in it, it, like, explains why there's no animals in Night City, and that's why the uh, iguana was being smuggled in because it's illegal to have pets. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, there's even a radio uh, broadcast that occurs where they talk about how uh, for Night City residents who have dogs, there's going to be influx of like 100% on the taxes where it goes from like 140 uh, EDs to like 280 EDs on taxes for a dog per month or some shit like that. Just a, a, a large number, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a ridiculous amount. Um, and glad we don't have to pay that. Yeah, and uh, you, you you know you get to explore your apartment. You can go and look into the bathroom and see the greatest uh, demolition man uh, Easter egg ever. Yeah, see, I didn't catch that until you pointed it out. Well, you also never watched Demolition Man. Yeah. For those of Fair. you who have seen it, I don't want to ruin that one for you. I will leave that one alone, because yeah. that one's just, pretty just funny. Just go check your bathroom out in your apartment. I could not stop laughing for, th for like, five minutes when I saw that. Just saying. Uh, yeah, when you explained it to me, I was like, that's really good. That's really clever. Yeah. I like it. Did, did you notice the... Uh, office reference this is another one of the side missions uh no uh, the, I, that one might have gone over the my office. head okay did you rescue the japanese dude from the shipping container no oh okay wait a minute i, I won't i, I won't don't know i'll talk to you about that one after we're done yeah um, yeah there's there's one where they reference something that happened in the office the show the office so it's I'm not gonna spoil that one for you guys. You should, should definitely do it. I was dying, laughing like I was in tears before I finished the mission. It was great. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, by the way, I'm wanting to get through all of Act One before we call it quits on this. By the way, so 
so that Buckle might be, in, guys. So that might be two hours for might be two and a half hours for everyone. Just giving you a fair warning because we're already an hour in. Um, so you wake up the next morning. You have some malware issue. It's messing with your head. You really need to see a doctor. Jackie's there. He tells you to, tells you he'll meet you downstairs at the base of what is basically a mega tower from Judge Dredd. A mega block from Judge Dredd. Um, yeah. And I mean... Uh, uh, fuck, I just forgot his name. I mean, Jackie. I mean Dread, not Judge Dread. Wow. I mean Dread, the 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 remake of Judge Dread that was way better than the Sylvester Stallone one. Carl Urban, I'm talking about Carl Urban Judge Dread. It's that type of mega block building design. Um. Which it, it it's it I mean it even it doesn't have like oh this is peach trees no it's just like oh this is mega building one mega building eight mega building ten that's all they call them um they so you get out of your apartment and on your way down to meet Jackie one you come across the guy who set you up to do uh, fighting side missions throughout the game. <coughs> Yeah. And then you come across a gun dealer, so you understand how it is to uh, meet uh, store owners in the game. Because um, he has your gun ready for you that he was fixing or some shit. And this is an iconic weapon. Iconic weapons yeah, you want to keep. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of mad that I got rid of some of the ones uh like midway through because I didn't think I would use them. Same. So I'm like, man, I wish I would have tried them. Oh, I was like, man, I wish I kept that because now I can get the upgraded version. Yeah. Uh, which is what you need when it comes to Iconics. You have to have the previous version unlocked in order to get it. Um, yeah, you can't max them out without having the, uh, the base version, yeah. whether you get it at Rare or Legendary or whatever. Yeah. Or Epic, wh yeah. whatever it is. Epic being the <laughs> highest tier, which is gold orange whatever um except unlike destiny you can have you know multiple epics on you at one time <laughs> yeah they they typically do do an additional thing um that the same type of weapons of that type would be doing or in addition to what that type of gun does so like yeah. if it's a smart link pistol or whatever it does everything that smart link pistol would do but sometimes it'll have an additional uh effect yeah like a electric discharge along with it or some shit yeah or mainly mainly it's saying or set people on fire stuff like that yeah mainly it's more an effect uh like a weapon effect that occurs rather than uh you know, oh, a time portal opened up, and now you have another time frame shooting bullets at your targets type thing, you know, like, with no time to explain. Yeah, Le less, uh, <sighs> less sci-fi and more, um... More, I mean, uh, it, it more realistic sci-fi kind of thing, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. these guns also have the capability of having an electric trace to them instead of just being a bullet. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it is. Uh, oh, it has a plasma discharge event so that it doesn't overheat when you're firing it. 
granted there's no weapon that has that uh, that I know of um, yeah but you get to see how shop dealers work and you go down you meet Jackie he's sitting at a noodle bar that even though the designs were real shit it looked real good <laughs> especially when yeah. it's late at night and you're hungry <laughs> and yeah you have a discussion with him about uh, how Uriah got fucked up and how he got a friend to fix it for you, so it was, like, brand new. You have a discussion with him about going and meeting Dexter DeShaw. This guy is the kingpin of getting jobs set up or something like that. Um, pretty, pretty much. They say he's the best fixture in the city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I personally would disagree. Yeah, I, I would there's too. One better. I would disagree <laughs> with that as well. Yeah. Uh. And so you have a discussion with him about, and it's mainly more of like, how the fuck did you pull that off? It's mainly the discussion. Mm-hmm. And then you need to go and talk to. Uh... Oh, Ripper Duck. Ripper Doc, thank you. Which and his and uh, his name's Vic, Vic the Ripper Doc. Ripper Docs, I think we discussed this before. They're basically the people you talk to in order to get new cybernetics. Yeah, they're, and, they're kind of like street corner doctors that put in cybernetic modifications. It's wild. It is. It's like th- just thinking about it, like walking around, you turn the corner, oh, there's a ripper dock on this street. I'm I mean, let's see what it's got. It's just, that, that's it's literally crazy. what happens, though, because you're, yeah, cause you're it, walking it through, and you're like, oh, my God, there's a ripper dock here? Shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man, I wonder what they got in stock. Maybe yeah. I can get a triple jump instead of double jumping. <laughs> or maybe I can find a gold fucking uh, uh, heart valve or some shit like that, you know? Yeah, uh, got some pretty cool modifications. I which like, I like the cybernetic enhancements in this game. To be fair, I did not play with those till later on in the game, and I realized how fucking stupid I was for not doing that. Yeah, uh, they're busted. They are so busted. They are so fucking overpowered as shit, but it's good overpowered. Yeah, e- even if you just use like the green and blue versions of everything. Oh yeah. Super strong. Oh yeah. You if you want to play through the game where you don't get cybernetic enhancements, like that's, it's gonna make it harder. Yeah, like I I could understand doing that as like a role playing perspective. You know, you're like I want to be as human as humanly possible, <laughs> but I'm and then um <laughs> more human than human. And you're like yes, and you uh decide not to get any uh just for the sake sake of um playing through that story that way yeah and, uh, it would i be much more difficult yeah i didn't do it because i completely forgot about the aspect <laughs> of going and getting cybernetic enhancements mm-hmm. surprising in a game about cybernetic enhancements <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like in the title partially <laughs> it is i mean it's basically the title and i mean this this is an aspect that's like seriously look into this remember this always look at a ripper dock always look oh, at a yeah. gun dealer always look at this guy this guy this guy you know you never know what you're gonna find yeah and it's all about that um 
but even the clothing shops sometimes will have like the um, clothing shops you can actually sure. find schematics for making yes. higher tier clothing that is more effective. Yeah, that, that's what I was just about to say. Uh, yeah, the schematics, um, super useful. Like I, I think the crafting is kind of underrated in the game because I feel like it, it just makes the game on easy mode because you can craft all of your ammo yeah. you can upgrade all of your weapons yeah. you can craft up to iconic legendary stuff as long as you keep the base version of the gun just yeah it's it's crazy uh no you can get you can get iconic uh, uh, epic too yeah, yeah, whatever the highest is, you can take your iconic weapons up to that. Yeah, legendary. And then, legendary. Yep, and armor, you can just keep crafting that set, like, every time you level up to get the stats for it. Like, uh, there hits a point crazy. where it no longer is feasible to do that, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, if you have, like, like, I'm running yellow boots, yellow pants, and a yellow vest and a purple shirt it costs me more in materials to upgrade my purple shirt than my uh yellow everything else so it's no longer so it hits that point where it's just no longer feasible but you can get mods that increase your armor capability of your clothing so it then becomes mm -hmm. better and shit like that so yeah, it, I, I still feel like the crafting is a really, like, you can crafting play the is, game without ever touching the crafting, yeah. because you find enough of everything, but I just feel like yeah. having that there makes it super easy. I don't have to do any searching for ammo. You if can. I'm low, I just craft it. Yeah, and I never actually crafted my ammo. I found enough ammo just off of dead bodies that I never had to go buy ammo or pick up ammo anywhere else. I gotcha. See, if if you're running one of the full auto smart pistols, the pistols you burn don't have ammo. a lot. Yeah, they don't have a lot of stored ammo, and it's full auto, so yeah, you kind of run through it pretty quick. I was running, I was running an uh, iconic pistol for a while. It was called the Lizzie, which you get at Lizzie's Bar in Act Two. Found that one. It's in oh, Act okay. Two. It's at Lizzie's <laughs> Bar. I will get to that one when we talk about Act Two. Um. <laughs> but I ran that for a while, and that gun was good. I may have to run back and see if I can find it. Um, but you go, you see Vic. He talks to you about what you need. And he's like, okay, how are you going to pay for this? And you're like, I'm light on cash. He's like, okay. This is the last time I'm ever doing this, but you will pay me back. And you're like, I will. And that is actually a mission is to pay him back. Yeah, I don't think um, you have to do it, but I did it anyway. I know you get experience for it at least. So. Yeah, well, and it's expected. I mean, you know, it, it helps your rep. Yeah. Um, and they're like, and I've, uh, I'll get into that later. And after you get, after you get done talking to Vic, you move on, and Vic gives you a cybernetic eye, like right out the gate. And then you can also pick up some other enhancements while you're in there. And uh, it's very little stock at the time because when your rep's so low, you don't have a lot of materials available to you. Um, but also your base level also. If you don't 
have a high enough base level, you can't even look at something that's way higher level. Uh, like it doesn't even show up. Yeah, uh, I do like that they kind of staggered the types of things you could buy based on level. Yeah. That way you don't like just go do a bunch of the little blue things that pop up and buy all the best stuff before you even finish the intro story type granted, of thing. Granted, there's enough blue things and side missions that pop up in the beginning. You could probably hit level 50 before you even get past Act 1. Maybe, because I think the blue things do keep popping up, so... Yeah. Pretty sure you can. NCV, NCPD, like, uh... Uh, what is it? Assault in Progress shit. Mm -hmm. But, you go see Vic, you talk to Jackie, and Jackie's girlfriend who runs a uh, soothsayer's shop. Yeah. It is a soothsayer's shop, right? I mean, she does tarot readings and all that shit. It's... It's more like, um... Or is it like a zen store? Yeah, what a lot of people would call, like, um... A spiritual awakening type shop. Where yeah. she does tarot readings and psychic stuff. And, um... There's, like, zen relaxing BDs. And crystals and all that stuff. So I'm pretty sure that's a soothsayer. Uh... Whatever she is. I think that's a soothsayer, kind I'm of, sure. She's actually pretty cool. To you. Yeah. Uh, she's like if Harley Quinn wasn't a psychopath. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, she's got the voice. She has the voice. She has yeah, she... that. She has that Jersey Brooklyn voice. No, Jackie. Got her nice voice. Oh, let me. You want me to do a tarot reading? Yeah. Oh, death inverted. Well, this means, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Now, I will say their tarot card design in this game is really fucking cool. Yeah, they, they did a good job on that. Like, the way that they went, you know, uh, Dark Age Cyber was mm -hmm. really cool in the design of that. Um not a whole lot to say beyond that in that aspect. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, though. They, they did a good job. Yeah, so after you get done talking to them, you move off to your meeting with Dexter Deshaw. He is waiting for you literally a block away from Vic's shop. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> you go over to him, his chauffeur, or bitch drive, you know, whichever one you want to say. Um, <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. Uh, get you into the car, and he hands you, and he starts asking you all these questions. Mainly being, what do you want the? What do you want to be? Do you want to be a quick and powerful dead legend? Or do, one that people remember. Do you want to live remember. life on the risky side where yeah. people will remember you, or do you want to die quietly? Yeah. With, I guess, lower chance of dying. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to die quietly but be remembered for what you didn't do, or do you want to be remembered for what you did do and die aloud? Something like that. And 
or I don't know fully. I, I would actually have to really replay that mission. Uh, and the option I went with was neither, you know, loud and proud or quiet and uh, alone, but more of it's based on what you do entirely. And he, he respects that because he's like, okay. And he, he, he has, he gets this sense of like, oh, you, this is your desire then. Okay, let's go with that. And uh, so I don't really, I don't know what the other two options give. Uh, um, I mean, pretty much it just seems like he's trying to judge your character so he can get you to help him out with a yeah. mission. Yeah, and like, it's from what I understand. Think, it's about the same. Yeah, I think from what I understand, it's pretty hard to not get him to like you at the beginning. Uh, I don't know if he ever doesn't. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm talking about for this this part. Yeah, yeah, true. Um. Well, actually, I don't know, but we will get into that. Um, so, he gives you the rundown of what the job is, which is you are being hired to go and steal a biochip from a high-tier Arasaka Corp, uh, like, main echelon guy. You have the client who is hiring you to do this, or some aspect of it, Someone who's in, who is in on the job has important information regarding the aspects of where you're robbing and what you're trying to, not what you're trying to rob, but how you will rob it. And then on top of that, you need to retrieve a Militech scout drone that you will need in order to complete the job. But be on the, be on the look, uh, but here's the catch with Militech. Not Militech. Here's the catch with the drone. The drone was picked up by... Oh god, I forgot their name. They're like... You know who you're talking about? They're the people who don't like the flesh. They want to be as cybernetic as possible. <sighs> it starts with an M. Uh... They're, cy they're basically major cyborg... Uh, people and it's actually kind of disturbing um, in their design um, in fact they could do call them Borg uh, you know Star Trek uh, meh, 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 meh. Uh, it starts with an M I know this one starts with an M it's not like I'll know it in a second meh. I, I, it's not Merriweather. That's fucking GTA. Uh, I gotta pull it up now. Cyberpunk factions. Maelstrom. That is correct. Yep, that's it. Yeah, Maelstrom. These guys are 100% cyborg fucknuts. And they hijacked this weaponry from Militech. And the 
fleet of them worked a deal out with Dexter Deshaw to sell it for 10,000 eddies, I want to say. That sounds right. And then there's a coup that happens. He's not dead, but he's no longer in power. And now you got to deal with another guy who's just a big old flopping dick the entire time. Yeah, he's a real uh, uh, lovely character. Yeah, no, his head is bald too, <coughs> and there is a gaping hole in it. Uh, <laughs> and so you have to work out a way of getting said drone back from them. And the quickest solution would be to work a deal out with Militech and see what happens. So, you... What, you can pretty much only... Is it only doable under Corpo, or can you actually do that with any of them? I think you do that with any of them, because... Okay. It's the conversation choices that pop up that are only doable with Corpo. Yeah, that, that's why I didn't know if it was only doable with Corpo. Or well, not. like, I don't know what pops up when you're not Corpo, but I know when you're Corpo and you're talking to the Militech chick, she, uh, you have the one that's like, you, ha you have the other options, but you have the option that's Corpo, which actually gives you like a boost to your persuasion of that discussion. Yeah, because um, you have the background, so she thinks you know what you're talking about. Well, because you do know what you're talking about, though. And it it, it it actually has moments where it's you're talking to someone and they're like, oh, here's a corpo moment, or here's a tech moment, or here's this other moment. And it works. It makes the stories more engaging. As it well. does. And you can choose the option that's not related to that, oh, I have this high of a tier in this. I can say this. Mm -hmm. It does that on purpose. Um but you have to then get a hold of Jackie and explain to him the situation. And the situation being, they want us to steal shit. We have two options to start off. Either get the drone, or go and talk, talk to, to the, the, person setting it together. the person who wants it to go, to go on, you know? Yeah. And you can choose to do either one of those first. It doesn't really matter. I choose to go and get the setup of the person who's trying to run the job first, then go deal with the drone personally. That's also what I did. Because, <clears throat> again, it doesn't matter, but it's also kind of like, well, we need the information of what we're going for, where we're going, and what's happening entirely before we get the object that we need. So, I mean, that's just the way I see it. Um, you do that, and that's all the way back at Lizzie's bar, which you cannot access till 6 p.m. at night. <laughs> which um, is a pain yeah, in the yeah, ass. Which is a pain in the ass when you don't know that on the pause menu there is a wait function. <laughs> yeah, instead of going back to like your uh, apartment as it would be in other games to, to like sleep or whatever, you just press start and you can have your character wait. I guess it, it skips the time forward. Yeah, it, it's literally it's literally, it literally says skip time. Yeah, I didn't I did not see that for like the longest time. <coughs> That's uh, funny. I I just went and did side. <laughs> I did too the first time. I did all these side missions, and then at and then it finally happened. And I was like, 
here's a skip time functionality. <laughs> yeah. I did that. I was like, fuck. That's funny. And uh, the f and that's when waiting for Lizzie's bar to open, because when I got there, it was 2 p.m. I had to wait four fucking hours. And in real time, that's 30 minutes. I think. I don't remember. I don't know what the conversion was. I don't remember what the conversion is, but it's a real fucking long time. Uh, yeah. It, no, what is it? Every minute is like 10 seconds. I, I don't know. We've, we'll, we'll have to time it. Um, but this is that time okay. whenever I discovered... The man with the flaming dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't have to get into all the side missions. No, but stuff, this but one is hysterical. That, that is one of the most memorable ones. Because so this was my first side mission in the game entirely, and it happened to be the guy with a flaming dick. So here's here's the whole thing. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it is. It's like, hey, here's the introduction of the side missions, and I'm literally sitting there playing it for the first time i'm like is this what all the side missions are what the fuck and i was that was that was my he like oh god i'm gonna have to drive people around all the fucking time god fucking <laughs> damn it you know yeah and i so you go to this location and you just hear this guy screaming in pain the entire time and you're like what the fuck is going on here comes a guy he's fucking shirt cocking it the whole time uh, straight to your car. Well, straight to you. And he's like, I need to see a ripper dock now. And your conversation choice is no, or, and you can make fun of him for getting yeah. a inferior dick implant. <laughs> yeah, it's not inferior, but it was a recalled It version. was a recalled version of because the... of people having this issue. Yeah, very well known it, issue. A, a dick enlargement implant was the uh, the the I can't remember the name of it. Oh, oh god, it was like it was like something man. Uh, fuck, I don't remember on that one because there's so much shit going I'll, on. I forget I'll find it because it, it it was uh it cracked me up so much. Yeah. Um. And so you have to, so you have to get a car, get him inside the car, and drive him all the way to the closest ripper dock, which is like two kilometers away at that point. And you have to swerve past all these barriers and a school crossing with children. Which, quick side note, I was so surprised to see them actually have NPC kids in this game, like that to me was like what the fuck because in games like this you don't see kids yeah usually not it's always adults you know yeah, they still have the uh you can't harm the kids type thing no like if you you're cannot about to run harm over the, the kids kid, they run away super fast or your car like stops immediately and can't do yeah. anything yeah um, your car will stop and it's 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 basically like we're not creating child killers <laughs> you know uh yeah they're like adults have at them kids uh-uh don't touch them so it's like okay good good on them for doing that i i think there's some law in most places where you can't depict uh 
harm to children. The harming of a child, yeah. yeah. So they, most so they pretty much covered like their that. ass. Yeah, they they will not allow it just because. Well, and that's also why a lot of games don't even have kids in them in general. Yeah. Um, True. You know, and if it's anyone who's like, oh, it's a young person, they're 18 you know, normally. I mean, and so it's like, okay, bang. <laughs> mm -hmm. 18, you're an adult, bang. So you can get away with that. Uh, but you drive this guy all the way to the Ripper Dock, and you're making fun of him the entire drive, telling him about how his implant is terrible, you should really read the uh, user manual on it more, you really need to pay attention to recall notices, all this other shit. And he's sitting there just bitching and screaming the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to listen to this guy this whole time. Fuck. And, uh... You... You say something that caught my attention, though, was like... You say something about the implant, and he's like, tell that to my output. And I'm like, your output? It took me the entire drive to realize he was talking about his, like, girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. But I was just like you, I was just like who the fuck shoots the up. <laughs> I was like I was like that doesn't make any fucking sense but fine. <clears throat> uh it I think outlet sounds more accurate but it does. But let's not go there. But I was just like who yeah. the fuck calls them output, you know? Uh granted you come across women later on and they're like, "Oh, he's my input." And it's like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Granted, I have a comment about what if it's two women? Is it double output? <laughs> or is one of them input? Um. They can be temporarily input. <laughs> no, they can, because that did come across to the porn shop that had that stuff. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Actually, there's. Okay, so I didn't realize it, but apparently there was a glitch. This isn't part of the story. This is just kind of funny. Apparently on console, there was a glitch that it didn't happen in all of the games, but it happened in some games where your save, for some crazy reason, will create a lot more of the random spiked dildos laying around than any other item in the game that's supposed to just be laying around. So I would always <laughs> have inventories full of these spike, like I would have like 30 spiked dildos and one of everything else. And I was like, why am I finding dildos just laying around the street everywhere? <laughs> that is insane. Uh, but I mean, it's just, I mean, that's, that's, that was what the intro to side missions is kind of based on that location, just to be fair. Uh, so you go in, you go. So when you Mr. finally Mr. Stud implant, Mr. Stud, that's what it was. I want. I why was I thinking masculine <laughs> man? Because because they kept showing yeah, I mean, a. The that's thing. the image though. That's the image yeah. is that because they have like a real buff guy with women with women's hands going up his body the whole time. That's why it was. Yeah, yeah. That's but it's it. the Mr. Stud implant, and it's just oh good god, and. But you finally get into Lizzie's bar. You go and talk to uh, 
person who's in charge of the job or some shit who is questioning your ass about the validity of Dexter Deshaw, the validity of the validity of who you are in this situation and what you want out of this. Ugh. Then she finally takes you down to see the recording of the location that you're robbing, which becomes a brain dance or BD. Brain dance is basically a neural video play interface type thing. Um, yeah. Basically, it's kind of like going into an alternate reality where you experience what's being played. Yeah. And or not alternate, but like a. <laughs> it's a virtual stimulator. Yeah, vir virtual reality, but instead of it, you going to a different place, you're just experience. You just experience what the person who made the brain dance did. Yeah, it, it's really weird. It's kind of it's wild. It's kind of cool. I like it's it's a it's a virtual <clears throat> stimulant is basically what it is, and yeah. you go through. You, you talk to Judy, who is one of the first side characters that you meet. That is actually not uh, doomed. Let's say that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone knows about what happens to one of them already. Um, you meet Judy, who is a tech whiz. You have the ability to talk to her uh, real, like, and hit it off real quick by talking tech to her if you have that skill tree at a high enough level to have that discussion with her. And... Uh, she talks about how she's a brain dance editor and that this is so much different than just talking than just doing another porn because this is something else and uh she runs you through the kind of like live editing process of it which becomes an actual mechanic in some parts of the game uh and not just like oh it's a main story thing no it's like oh hey here's some side quests that have it as well yeah, if it pops up, you always have the same type of things you can do inside of it. Yeah, and it's actually a very simplistic interface. It just becomes a bitch looking for everything that you can look for, you know? Um, and making sure you get all the information out of it that you can. Uh, but it's actually a very good, like, uh, information brokerage system kind of thing and so you experience the test one and this is when that neural link interface comes up of experiencing the effects of the person who recorded said event uh, really shows because you're watching you're watching the test one and the test one is two gangbangers I think is what they called them street thugs whatever they we're trying to rob a store. One guy goes in, gets the money, on his way out, gets killed. After also yeah. beating someone in the face. And, yeah, and you're from you're in the perspective of the guy who goes in. Yeah, you're in this pers perspective of the guy who gets killed. And it's very much like oh my, it is so 
shocking that you were pulled out of the experience and you're like what the fuck just happened i just i felt everything i felt his pain i felt death because that's not something you're supposed to experience like that you found out what it is to be dead um to actually die like what that person felt as he was fading out type thing yeah just really um kind of cool i like i like that they thought about that aspect yeah i know but i mean like i i think it's neat i wonder if your brain actually inputs the same chemical reactions as a dying person's if you're watching Eh, that that's just me that's a technical thing that that we should not talk about right now that's Um, that's just what runs through my mind whenever i see stuff like that i'm like interesting this could be utilized in the future you know Talk to Elon Musk. Um, I know. I have these ideas, but I'm too dumb to implement them. But you go through the process of the brain dance. You watch the video recorded from the uh, client. Client, thank you. Yeah. And it is. Uh, Yorinobu Arasaka. He is Mm -hmm. the heir, well, not heir, but he is the eldest child and only son of Yorinobu. No, I said Yorinobu. Yeah, Yorinobu's the son. He's the son. Can't remember the name of of his dad. It's not Aramaki. The guy who owns the entire Arasaka Empire. Yeah, the, the, in their words, the Arasaka Emperor because they keep calling him the emperor throughout the entire thing. Uh, he is <clears throat> Soberu. Yeah. Sub. No, hold on. Saburu. Sub. Saburo. 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 Saburo I don't know. S a b u r o. Saburo. My brain isn't working on translating names right now. I believe it's Saburo, Arasaka. Sounds pretty right. And Yorinobu is his son, and Hanako is his daughter. Hmm. And uh, Sasai is his wife, I believe. Uh, well, Yorinobu is... The client happens to be a prostitute who goes into... Well, more like an escort. Well, she's known she's as a doll. A, a high class, yes. She's known as a doll, which has the ability of taking on the desires of the client and then forgetting mm-hmm. about it. It's like her brain disassociates from itself to apply what the client's desires are. So yeah. she doesn't actually have to be there. The doll technology kind of takes over. Yeah. Another really neat technology. Anyway, on with the story. (laughs) On that one, you're a fucking asshole with that one. I'm just saying that right now. Disassociative tech that causes you to not experience a situation but allows your body to be mistreated. Yeah, that's way to fucking go. Uh, 
that'd be great for like hospitals and stuff. People uh, who can't be put under because of medical conditions, you can I cause their brain that. to disassociate, so you can work on them. I could see that, but I'm not overall... thinking about it in a perverted way. I'm thinking about it like no, you're that thinking... could actually <laughs> legitimately be used in hospitals. Which would I can see really it being cool. used in hospitals, but you know how people are. Oh, this allows this that's to happen. That's true. That's true. But that's any technology, pretty much anything. People always turn into something horrible. Terrible. Uh, but you go through the brain dance of her recording of Yorinobu's apartment. You have T-Bug piped in the whole time also, which that can actually possibility of not happening happening if you don't play your cards right on the discussion of that. Because um, Judy... Which makes it a little tougher to know what you're looking for. Yeah, because Judy is not about a... Uh, Netrunner being connected to her network. Yeah, she's a techie who doesn't really get along with Netrunners because she likes her stuff personal. Yeah, which is understandable. <clears throat> um, yeah. So you go through the brain dance. You find all this shit. You also find out Adam Smasher, who is this big-ass... Basically, imagine... Imagine an exosuit power armor with a human face, and that's about it. You have it's kind of like RoboCop. You've got a few actually. RoboCop is a very living, accurate description. That the face is living and alive-ish, uh, and then the rest of him is just brain, face, heart, lungs. That's all he is. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty much a cybernetic being with yeah. the human internals. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, for people who know of this franchise he's a savage um eh, pick up on that one and you actually ex if you're watching i i actually had the part show up where you actually experience her fear of seeing him really yeah i mean he's a pretty terrifying looking dude well i mean like v's like i could feel her fear and yeah. it's it's very traumatic um well he is uh isn't he like one of the most famous mercs in the city because yeah he is a later he on is a uh, we'll get to it yeah later on we'll explain why more about it about why he's famous yeah. but he is known as he is adam smasher he is a well-known no holds back bounty hunter that type of shit yeah and yeah. Not bounty hunter, but mercenary in, in general. And it's I very, imagine he does bounty work. Probably. But he is he is relentless in what he does. And yeah. they did a very, 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 very good job of making him an intimidating being. Definitely. Imagine Lex Luthor's armor, but all of that is one person who's not Lex Luthor behind it. Yeah. Um but you play through the brain dance, you discover where the biochip's located, and you also discover uh, other th uh, some other things about what's happening on that day through the brain dance, and you get out of it. You have one more discussion with, uh, like, a quick bye to Judy. Then you have a discussion with the client. I don't remember her fucking name, to be honest. Um... And you can't remember either, which 
which is awful. Because <laughs> she's such a main part of the beginning <laughs> story. Yeah. But she is trying to convince you to leave Dexter Deshaw out of the deal. She's going to split the take with you 50-50, and you have the choice of saying, hell no, or I'll think about it. And I think I've gone, I think about it every time so far, just because it's like, maybe. I, I haven't done hell no. I've just been kind of more like, maybe. And yeah. you then have the choice to tell Dex what happened or don't tell him at all. And that happens later on. But then your main objective is to then hook up with Jackie to go and get the... Militech drone back from Maelstrom. Prior to this, you may go and talk to the Militech chick who lost the drone and work out a deal that benefits you both in the aspects. Mm -hmm. And the deal is usually I give you the card with all the money on it as well as a tracking beacon so that I can attack, so I can get revenge on their ass when this is done. And so, and they basically pay for the drone themselves, you know. And after that, after dealing with her psychotic bitch ass, who is also holding a guy prisoner the entire time because she thinks she because she thinks he betrayed her. Um, yeah. I mean, do you blame her though? If you went through the Corpo storyline, do you really blame her? Oh hell no, no. Going through that fucking storyline, I'm like, this shit's fucking nuts. Um, Evelyn, Evelyn, Evelyn that's Parker. her name. But you uh, convince her to do this. She says, okay, we'll do this. You're paying it with our money. Hands you a card with 10,000 eddies on it. And it's like, oh, there's a tracking system inside of it, and you're just like, you know they're gonna fucking find out about this. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to deactivate the tracker, or copy it, or do both. I think I did both. And clean the card, and ta-da. Then you go hook up a Jackie, and you Can't go in to talk to Maelstrom. I've cleaned the card both times that I've come across it. Um, I was going to say, I know I got rid of the the malware that was on it, but I can't remember if I, I took the tracker off or not. I took the tracker off, I know that. I got rid of the malware too, I think. I don't honestly know. Yeah, I, it hasn't no. popped up again for me, so I don't know if anything actually came of it. Well, I, I know a nice gesture to do. I know one of them ended a certain way, and the other playthrough that I've gotten past that ended a different way. So I gotta, I'll talk about that. Um, ah, okay. You. See, I've only done that part once. So. Yeah. So you go. Well, actually, I've experienced three endings, but I kind of maybe quit halfway through one of them, um, <laughs> and reset. Uh, so you go to talk to Maelstrom and they and this is at a synth meat plant uh, 
synthetic meat, where it's basically meat fiber grown inside plastic bags. Mm. You know, future farming. Um, Sounds delicious. Well, they've said that they've said nutritionally there's no difference between synthetically grown meat and actual farm-raised meat. So yeah, it just doesn't sound very appetizing. It sounds weird as shit. Yeah, I know. Uh, Come get your bag meat here. <laughs> <laughs> bag meat? Who wants that bag meat? <laughs> like, that's what... Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, bag meat. <laughs> <laughs> Down here, everyone has meat in bags. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not appealed to it. It's it's awkward. It it it, it actually looks pretty fucking weird too. But yeah. uh, you go. You talk to Maelstrom. They they bring you inside and they deactivate all the weaponry that they stole from Militech along the way, mm-hmm. which is like. Twin thirty millimeter chain guns <coughs> guarding the front door. Um, anti uh, shrapnel fra- uh, fragmentation, high explosive anti personnel mines along the stairwell the entire way up. Yeah, as well as random maelstrom personnel here and there. Yeah, and they weren't joking around. No. And as well as a few more guns on your path up, and then you get up to the top and you meet Dum Dum. That is his name, Dum Dum. Yes. And he's like, um, Dum Dum, <laughs> you know. And you're just like, oh fuck. I and don't want to deal with this guy in the don't. middle of a fortress. He had he he is so fucking cybernetically enhanced that he doesn't have eyes anymore. Granted, you can see where his eyes could be, but his entire upper face, from like his no, from like the bridge of his nose to his forehead, is one giant eye. And four and four smaller uh, cybernetic eyes. Yeah, it 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 reminded me kind of like an arachnid's arrangement of eyes. Yeah, that that is a very fair descriptor. And he doesn't even have hair. He has tendril. He has cybernetic tendrils coming out the top of his head. Um. And he's like, he's like, yeah, sure, nice. And that's one sentence for that fucker. And it made no fucking sense. And whoever they, whoever, whatever program they're using for voice modulation on these guys, by the way, is a very disturbing program. Yeah, uh, it is. It is weird. So I, hate I mean, dealing with Maelstrom, they're all psychos. Yeah, I enjoy killing them anytime I get the chance. Um. And so you meet with Dum Dum, who is showing off the tech that you're there to get. And he talks about the controller unit, what the drone is capable of doing, which is climbing inverted along all any known surface while camouflaged. Mm-hmm. And the controller is a raven's something. 
don't remember the controller unit can't name. Can't remember what they call it. They, he said they. He said it was the personal their, made control yeah. unit because it's untraceable. Yeah, that way Militech can't be like, oh, somebody just booted up one of our items. Let's go get it. Yeah. Uh, and they said that he was even like, uh, this shit's better. We should be selling it. And so it's like, okay. And he's like, you want it? It's like, yep. Okay. How are you going to pay? And you say, well, it's already been paid with uh, brick. And here, who is the guy who got the coup done on him? And out comes screaming the new boss, Royce, who's like, the fuck you say? <laughs> The entire time. And this guy has like a portion of his actual head missing and it's sunk yeah. in where his eyes are. And it's like, it's like, how are you living with missing like half your frontal fucking lobe, dude? Uh, and this, I mean, like anyone in Maelstrom is disturbing as fuck when you look at him. Just plain as it, day saying it. it. It's like they're trying to become more machine than human. Yeah, because they despise what it is to be organic. In fact, they have so much synth blood that when you kill them, they actually spew synth blood instead of actual blood. Yeah. Uh, which is white and oil-like, kind of like Bishop from Aliens. Uh, I was thinking that. What? I was just about to say I was thinking that before you said it. Yeah, it's very much similar. It's very much similar to that. Um, mm -hmm. Except they have a lot of hardware on the outside, not just on the inside. Yeah, both for them. Yeah. Um. They. Uh. So you now have to choose how you're going to deal with the situation with Royce. Of getting out of there alive with the goods. Um, so I've seen this played out in two ways. One being you convince him to take the money. And you walk out of there with your merchandise. The other being you pull your gun, you shoot Royce in the head... You get your merch, and you fight your way out. See, mine was, I used the uh, card from the Militech chick. Yeah, that was the Militech, that was what I was talking about with the, with your using the money, yeah, yeah. and then you have to fight Militech on your way out. Yeah, that's, that's what I had chosen. And you also explained to them how Militech had a bug on here, it's clean now, we're all good. Mm -hmm. And they believe you, and then you become allies. Yeah. Um, you fight off Militech together. Yeah. And that was the option that I ended up quitting halfway through because I did not get to deal with a scenario that I wanted to fix. Actually, I didn't even quit. I died. And I went back to my last checkpoint, and it was back to talking to Dum Dum. So I just... See, I, I wish I had gone back to do that. So I just played it through with, I'll fight my way out. And so I, so I don't know how the fighting your way out against Militech ending goes, since you do. But I know fighting my way out to then, to then see Militech ends um, on your way out. And this is the part that I was trying to... Uh, 
that I was trying to fix was my first playthrough. Um, I'm coming across. Jackie's like, holy shit, that's Brick. What the hell is he doing in there? I didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. I come up, I was like, I was like, detonator. Pick up the detonator and it says, activate, disarm. And detonator, disarm. And I'm just like, what? And Jackie, and all that Jackie says is like, your choice. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and I, I'm like, okay. And I debt, and apparently I killed Brick. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. See, I didn't even find Brick in there, so. I'm like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> and I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, what the shit? And when I came back to that choice later on with the whole fight Militech point, um, I couldn't even disarm the mine that was attacking Brick. That, w that was in front of Brick. That was If he moved, he, he was dead. Mm. I couldn't even do that. Probably what happened to my version of Brick. <laughs> Probably. And... But my next playthrough where I did do it, I actually did disarm the bomb, and he's like, okay, I owe you a favor. So, don't know what that's going to entail. But fighting your way out, and the two choices of, well, the two endings that I've seen of Militech. One was the guy that the Corpo bitch had with her mm -hmm. and was beaten on. He somehow got in charge. And he led the assault onto the Maelstrom base at the end and told you, oh, you don't have to worry about her. We're all good. Thank you, though. And moves on. Yeah, that's the one that I had. The other one is Militech Bitch shows up doing the exact same thing except going like, we're going to have some good business with us. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I haven't gone past that in that playthrough right now. So. Gotcha. But I'm just like, that's weird. So I don't know how the mili fighting Militech on the way out ends, but I need to do that so I know what's going on. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, the, the way it ended for me was um, uh, the dude showed up instead of the chick. It might be different based on the actions that you take prior to it, then. Um, it's gotta be. But after that, you then... You then go to the afterlife. Which is a... Bar. In Night City. Where everyone... Where every drink is named after a famous person who has died. Uh, so, for instance, they've shown this in a gameplay trailer, in a gameplay video, where it's very, where it's very well known, and it's Jackie going up to the bar of the V. The bartender comes over and it's like, "What are you having?" And he says, uh, two, two, two tequilas with a with a cerveza." God, I'm trying to remember what it is. 
because I've seen I've I've seen the actual I've seen someone actually make this also. Was it Greg? Yes. I love Greg. He made it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And he said it was amazing, but I'm not a big drinker. It was two two tequila old fashions with a cerveza. Uh, uh, it was like a splash of beer and a chili garnish, chili and lime garnish. Well, in the game, it does it basically all drinks look the same: brown swill and a glass. That's all. But clear in a shot glass. Yeah, and this drink is called a and she and the bartender's like two Johnny Silverhands coming up, and a Johnny Silverhand. That's a Johnny Silverhand because that's what Johnny Silverhand would always drink. But now Johnny Silverhand is dead. Which, by the way, that's Keanu Reeves. So. <clears throat> So that's what happens in the afterlife. Every drink in that bar is named after someone who drank it and died. So, you want a drink named after you? You gotta die. Um, and you, you get immortalized in the afterlife. And that's exactly the and that's the exact purpose of it too. That's mm -hmm. how you're immortalized is in the afterlife with a drink named after you. Mm -hmm. And you. You first got to get famous enough. Yeah, you got to get and, famous and then, enough. And then you have to die. Yeah, that's the big thing. The big thing is dying, though. Yeah. And so, you're there to meet Dex, T-Bug, and run the plan through with Jackie. There, you're able to go through the entire setup of the uh, theft that's going to be happening at an Arasaka hotel that Yorinobu is staying at on the top floor. And the, one, the one you visited in the BD. Yeah. The exact room that you visited in the BD. And uh, and also, if you scope it out enough, you find out he has a gun in there. So, just future information on that one. Also, um, pick up the gun. It's a good pick gun. up the gun. It is an iconic weapon. And yeah. it's not that bad when you're having to fight your way out of the fucking hotel. <laughs> it's actually, I enjoyed using it for quite a while. Yeah. But you also, at this point, have the opportunity to tell Dex about the double cross that uh, Evelyn. Ellen. Evelyn. Evelyn. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I thought you said Ellen, not Evelyn. Ellen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dory. <laughs> that Evelyn wanted to set up on him. You can either tell him or keep quiet. I know what happens if you tell him. I don't know what happens if you keep quiet. Uh, um, probably just the same thing. I highly doubt. Well, I mean, like, his reaction to shit, you know. Um, oh, well, I mean, if you don't tell him, he, he doesn't know. Ah, good point. Um, but you tell him, he's like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to bump you up an extra 10% on this job. So you go from having 30% cut to a 40% cut. Which, for this job, is actually 
apparently a lot of money. Yeah, you're, you're kind of stealing the next biggest tech. Yeah, it's like if Steve Jobs and Elon Musk had a baby. And that baby's name was Fuck You. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's Asian. Uh, <laughs> there's a reference to Fuck You. P-H-U-K Oh <laughs> Y-U <laughs> Fuck you Yeah Gotcha I've I've seen Have that you tried that new Fuck you king restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> I would totally eat there no, I would too But uh, that's neither here nor there Um <laughs> So You <clears throat> Go and Oh, back up to back into uh, Misty's shop. She does a terror reading on uh, Jackie. And Jackie has a terror reading that's like... No, she senses stuff about him. And she's like, avoid red. Like, avoid all red the entire time. Because uh -huh. she can sense something bad supposed to happen. And you can get her to do a terror reading on you at that point. And it will... And these terror readings actually give a heads up to the events that will possibly happen in the upcoming, like, main story in front of you. You, you know, at your next main story intersection. Uh -huh. And, uh, so, it's, be sure to do that. I mean, it's it's actually pretty interesting how accurate those terror readings are even though you know it's scripted. But yeah. you can also alter it based on the fact that it's a fucking game. <laughs> um, so you and Jackie are told to uh, in, impersonate arms dealers who mm -hmm. are trying to sell Militech ordnance to Arasaka. Or other or personnel who live who are within Arasaka. Don't know exactly. I don't fully remember that to be honest. You're pretty much trying to sell some Militech prod products to Arasaka. Pretty much, and the way to do it is by talking to Yorinobu, who you don't have a meeting with, at all. Yeah. Um, you infiltrate as these personnel. By the way. You also meet Delamain, the helpful, not-so-helpful AI chauffeur who is silver with blue lips. That, I mean, that's about as much as I can explain about that. Yeah, he's he's so pale that he, like, matches his white suit almost. That's kind of creepy looking. Uh, yeah. Um, it's very off-putting. It's, it's exceptionally like, off-putting because, I mean, he's a fucking AI. Weird. Yeah. And, like, he is, like, the most sought-after uh, chauffeur service because he is an AI. He follows all these rules, but he also has, like, this 100% guaranteed safety thing. 
where... Yeah, he wouldn't let any of his clients die. Remember how in uh, Altered Carbon, when Poe... When uh, mm -hmm. Kovach is going into uh, the Raven for the first time, and Poe's, like, guest amenities are only accessible once checked in. And mm -hmm. he starts picking up on the fact that he's like, there's guns in the ceiling. And then he finally gets checked in and the guns pop down and Poe kills everyone in there that's trying to hurt him. Yeah. That's basically what Delamain does, too. Except yeah. I don't recall seeing guns ever, but he does go into, like, super defense mode. Yeah, he, he's like a super heavily armored taxi vehicle that is uh, controlled by an AI and can find the quickest routes out of places and whatnot. And has a 100% guarantee that if you die in his service, he will find a way to get rid of your body for you. Yeah, in the way that you want it. Yes, and he he's very peculiar about that. And so you get into Arasaka, you get up to your room, Jackie is in love with the building. Because um, it's fancy shit, you know. <laughs> He's like, oh, we're a fancy place, you know. But he doesn't say shit like that. Um, Trying cause... to fit in a little. Well, he doesn't fit in. But if you choose the Corpo Path, you are able to blend with this immediately. Yeah. Because, like, the receptionist wants to try and do something that that announces your arrival to your Nobu, and you're like, hold on, did I tell you to do this? They're like, yeah. no, I assumed, well, you assumed wrong, and you just, like, lay it out in a corpo fashion, and it's like, holy fuck. And it's, and it's like, when you're dealing with Arasaka, having the corpo background is so helpful. Granted, I don't know what it is for Street or Nomad, so I need to finish out these other gameplays. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. But as Corpo, just experiencing these other options when you're in the corporate areas or talking to other corporate people or people who are about corporates who are discussing you, who are having a discussion with you and, in, and then somehow there's like this, oh, there's a corporate reaction that you can have. It is so helpful. Um, yeah. Especially when it's like, oh, well, I'm gonna contact Mr. Yo I'm gonna contact Mr. Arasaka for you right now. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, oh shit. <laughs> By the way, reception, plated gold women. Not kidding. They were plated in gold. They they, they do a very good job of showboating in this game. They do. It's actually kind of disturbing when you think about it. Um, I, I, I like it. It makes it feel very different. It makes it extremely different, but it's also like a little disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, like the entire time I was looking at those gold, gold chicks, I was just like, I was like, Goldfinger? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like the chick who was, plated in, who was painted in gold and died in that movie. Yeah. Uh, that was all I could think of. And you you get up, you have to wait for T-Bug to get around to doing something, so you basically wait inside your hotel room for like six hours. Uh, 
you then have to personally pilot the drone to the location of where you can access the point you need to in order to bypass security in order to get up to the apartment that you need to get that you need to reach such a long way of explaining that I'm sorry basically roundabout way drone finds netrunner you you take out netrunner you have access to Yorinobu's apartment yeah um and then the whole plan comes together. And it now comes together. Where everything in the apartment's at, and you yep. have the uh, the Militech drone doing its job. Uh-huh. You get in. And you have T-Bug in your ear the whole fucking time, as well as Evelyn in your ear the whole fucking time at one point, telling you that you fucked up. Uh, for telling Dex that you... Oh, yeah, I, I, I didn't have that part. I think that... No, that didn't happen. It was just T-Bug. I don't know why I thought that at all. Sorry. I made that up. Uh, it's been a long week. Uh, so you get the case, and then out of nowhere, you see Arasaka transports landing on the roof. And, and, you're, and your guys are like, oh, shit, what's happening? You find a way to hide behind the giant-ass screen that he has in his room. They also have... Yeah, it's, it's the uh, server control. It's the server control room that's inside of his condo. Yeah. And it's hidden behind his giant display monitor. Which, this this was literally a wall, by the way. Um, but you're able to see through it because, you know, future. And... It's a impromptu meeting with Yorinobu and uh, Subaru. And Yorinobu ends up killing his father. And uh, you then have to find a way to get out of the building. This is also, by the way, the time to, to, to get the gun that's in Yorinobu's apartment. Because uh, you need it. Bad. <laughs> and I, I snuck through the whole way. Oh, I didn't. I tried and it, I ended up it, failing. It took a lot longer than I was expecting. There, there was a lot of cameras and people to, uh, d- uh distract and shut down, and then try to sneak by. It was a lot of work. Killing was actually a lot easier. Uh, Probably easier at this point, yeah. So you, so you, try to sneak out on the ledge to get down, and a Arasaka airship comes in, sees you, opens fire on you, and you and Jackie fall through a skylight into some maintenance shaft, and. Uh, the biochip case, which is supposed to be kept at a steady, low-grade temperature, um, yeah, like near sub-zero temperature type thing, uh, when it's not activated. Case is broken. You got to get the chip out. So Jackie takes the chip, puts it in his chip slot in his head, and it's a data shard or some shit like that. And you're... And he's like, I don't feel any different. But Jackie's also injured. And bleeding out. 
So you have to then either sneak or fight your way down the entire hotel. <laughs> yes. To get to Delamain, who is in the parking garage. And, I mean, this is a long process either way. Fighting takes a while. Sneaking takes forever. And it took so long. Um, T-Bug is also at this point presumed dead because during the time of interference you heard her scream and possibly get her brain fried. Um, yeah, I, I think that happens. I'm assuming like, she's dead. I've not seen her and the only other time I heard her mentioned so far was uh, whenever she was mentioned to be dead. Yeah. Um, and so you f so you get all the way down to the Delamain taxi, get inside. Delamain activates his security protocols. You're then being hunted by a pack of drones that you then have to shoot down. Um, and Jackie reaches over to you, takes the chip out of his slot, slides it into yours, because he knows he's about to die. Says your says his goodbyes to you, and dies staring at you. Yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal to watch. It is your, your best friend that you did all this stuff with so far. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I was starting to get emotionally invested. Yeah, you're like, I'm emotionally invested in this character. <clears throat> what the fuck is happening? Granted, to be honest, spoiler wise, this wasn't even really a spoiler because they announced this in a fucking video at E3. See, I I didn't know that because I hadn't seen the video. Yeah, you did, because it was the one where you had Keanu Reeves come out on stage right whenever they showed him up on screen. I remember watching the video before that part, though. Yeah, the video was before that, but it that was the video, because it was a playback of the situation that happened, and he's like, come on, Jackie, we're rich, man, and he's like, V, I'm dying. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, I remember it now. And... I had forgotten about it. Yeah, so you ride with Jackie's body in Delamain all the way to the rendezvous point with Dex, where Dex is at, and Delamain asks you what you wish to do with his with his body, and you have three choices. Send him to Victor, send him to his mom, send him uh, to... Uh, don't do anything with him yet. And those are your three options. I told him to send him to Victor, but from what I understand, any result is the exact same thing that we can get into later. Okay, I was going to say, I think I also sent him to Victor. But from what I understand, it's the same outcome, no matter what. <clears throat> um, gotcha. So, we can talk about that one next time. Um, you get inside to talk to Dex. Dex is pissed. Because he's like, you were supposed to steal from him. Now you're talking about shooting up the fucking thing and uh, and the Arasaka Emperor is dead. What the fuck were you doing? All this other shit. And you go into a screaming match of explaining the exact situation of what happened, what was going on, and how you were not prepared for a situation like this. Yeah, it, I mean, who in the world would have 
been able to predict a random secret meeting between the Arasaka Emperor and his son, estranged son. In Emphasis the, on the, estranged. Yeah, yeah, in the place where you're going to be. <laughs> At that time like, that you're with, going you know, to be there. Yeah, within just minutes of you trying to steal something, it's like, man, the odds are low, but that sucks. Yeah, it's it's like coincidence. I think not. <laughs> it's like it, there's no way you could predict something like that. No, and I mean it's like heavy in that plot armor too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have this conversation with Dex, and he's like, he's like, go in the restroom. He's like, he's like, hey. There's a fresher over there, bathroom. They call them freshers. Go get cleaned up. You're covered in blood. And you look down and you realize Jackie's blood is on your hands. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. And you go and you look in the mirror. It's on your face. It's on your clothes. It's on your hands. You can then smash the mirror in anger or leave it alone. I smashed it. I also smashed it. Because it's just, I mean, it's a mirror. Wash it, you clean up best you can, go back out, and Dex betrays you. I mean, this was this was for this was foreseen, you know. I mean, again, this was in that fucking video. Um, and Dex, I don't remember what all Dex said, but your end remark is basically, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." And then he shoots you in the head. And then it cuts to Cyberpunk 2077 title card. Yep. It took me four hours to get to that point. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck is happening? You do not have that type of title card four hours of gameplay in. And... Then, I don't know if this is technically going into Act 2 or not yet, but I know that this is important. So I'm going to say it's part of Act 1 still. Uh, So you... Next thing you see is all these images and, and stuff that's going on of a different time period. Uh, you you have a uh, a silver robotic hand. You're on stage waving a gun around, screaming into a microphone, and saying your last goodbyes. And everyone's like, "Oh, Johnny, what the fuck are you doing here? What the fuck are you doing here, Johnny?" And it's the realization that you're living through. Johnny Silverhand's memories. Well, I mean, as the player, it's the realization that you're living through the history of Johnny Silverhand. As the character, it's what the fuck is going on. And you go through an entire mission playing as Johnny Silverhand, uh, that of a major event in Night City where you go and take a nuclear warhead inside of Arasaka Tower and blow it the fuck up. Uh, it was a pretty awesome. It was an awesome gameplay moment because you get his you get his gun, and it is 
body obliteration paradise. Headshot, arm shot, body shot is just nasty, 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 nasty hole everywhere type thing. Yeah, like if you get a headshot, you blow up. Like, their head is gone. Their body. Their head is gone. Awesome. You shoot them in the chest, half their chest is gone. You shoot them in the arm, that limb is gone. Yeah. Um. It Or you can shoot them in part of their head, and part of their head is gone. But granted, that also happens with almost any weapon uh, that's strong enough to do it. But this is like a 50 cal firing handgun. Yeah, it's it's one of... I think it's one of the heavy revolvers. It's not even a revolver. It's a heavy... It, it's a heavy pistol, for sure. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's pretty... It's pretty neat. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And you're... Yeah, so you're playing as Johnny Silverhand, which is Keanu Reeves. So you're choosing some dialogue for him. Not a whole lot, but some. Um... Mainly like uh, some band members. What's your final words to this band member? You can either tell him that he's a loser and he'll never amount to anything, or he's good. Just get the fuck out of this band and live your life. Um, I think that's what I chose. Don't really remember off the top of my head. Um, For either. And then you do the storming of Arasaka Tower. Here is where you find out why Adam Smasher is known for who he is. He was at Arasaka Tower when Johnny Silverhand stormed it and planted the bomb. He is also known for killing Johnny Silverhand. But what no one really knows is that Johnny Silverhand was not killed by Adam Smasher. He did defeat him. He took his gun from him and everything. But Johnny Silverhand was killed by, I don't remember the company or the other person that was involved it, in this. It's still Arasaka. It's still Arasaka, it yes. But it's some yeah, subsidiary it, bullshit thing. It, um, it was um, the, the Soul Taker technology. Soul Killer. Uh, soul Killer, that's it. So, the the person, from what I understand of it, uh, the person Ms. who Ms. made Ms. it uh, was... Misa, 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 Yaki? No, Misa, uh, fuck. I know this one starts with Misa. Uh. Can't remember it either. Um, either way, they made it initially as a uh, network defense type yeah. thing, where it would capture the minds of the netrunners that were in their system, but it always ended up killing the organic part of them. So they changed it to where they could use it to capture the mind and then store it on a server, and it, it always ends up killing the person whose mind it, mind it took anyway. It basically can do what they do in Halo, which is take a human brain and replicate it down into an AI intelligence. Yeah. And kind of like <clears throat> destiny. And preserve it as as a engram of a human conscious forever. Mm -hmm. Granted, he was basically the beta testing of it. Yeah. Which means, well, prototype. Well, he was the he's first the prototype. Test. Yeah. yeah, he's the prototype of it. And 
he was in storage and in the argument that Yorinobu was having with his father he talked about why he would keep such a relic because that's all they called it was a relic and he asked why he yeah, would well, keep a relic of this of design technology. Yeah, yeah of this design when he knows exactly what it's meant for and he talks about how you don't know what power is or what it takes to keep that power shit like that and you wake up back as V in a junkyard struggling to move um, the bodyguard of uh, Saburo comes out with Dex and because Dex dropped her body off in a, in a fucking junkyard. Um, pretty much drove you to the dumpster rot. Yeah, pretty much. Comes out there, and I don't remember... Uh, Takamura. That's it. Takamura. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Emperor Arasaka's personal bodyguard. Uh, finds you, and he wants questions answered. Because he does not like working for the son, who he knows is an evil bastard, yeah, and he, wants nothing to do with the him. Son's the one who did it. Yeah, but he also can't prove it because, well, he's been dishonored. Um, yeah. Because his charge, the emperor, is dead, and so he finds you. But so does other Arasaka Guard, who is there to kill you for the assassination of Emperor Arasaka. <laughs> well, it's pretty much uh, in any lead of, uh, or any leak of what may have actually happened, yeah. Yorinobu's trying to shut down, so he sends the Arasaka ninjas to, uh, to kill you. <laughs> yeah, these guys have mantis blades and insectoid feet and all this other disturbing shit and you got some crazy upgrades yeah and they're fucking fast as hell too and so and you're having a vehicle as they're running it's like oh my gosh yeah they're sprinting to get away from these guys yeah they're sprinting down the highway <laughs> and you're in a car and they're keeping up with you and overtaking you so mm -hmm. but you also have another gunfight scenario on a highway along with drone fighting and shit like that. And, uh... It ends with... You... It, well, it ends with Takamura pinning one of the cyber ninjas to a, uh... power line or something. And you take your gun and you, you know, finish off the fucking thing because fuck them. And, uh... Uh, oh god and he take and he tries to question you there but you're slipping in and out of consciousness because of the relic in your because of the memory unit in your brain is trying to kill you but you don't know why it's trying to kill you and you don't know what the fuck's going on and so he takes you to Vic Vic does everything in his power to to uh, resuscitate you he keeps you alive, because where's the game? Uh, you know, if that happens, 
And you're, like, unconscious for, like, well, you're in and out of consciousness for, like, a good two weeks or something like that. Yeah, I think they said it was two weeks. It was a good amount of time. And you come to find out that those weren't dreams you were having. Those were memories of Johnny Silverhand, the engram that is inside of the memory unit that is now permanently stuck within your head. Yeah. And it, it is... It will kill you if you remove it. It will kill you if you remove it, but also it is slowly killing you and reconstructing your mental pattern to fit Johnny Silverhand. So either way... Either way, dying. you're dead. And it's just, do you want your entire mentalness... Do you want your entire mental self-identity to go away? Or do you remove it and kill both you and the memory unit? Well, find a way to remove it safely is, is, you know, ideal. But also out of the question. Um, Well, at the moment. So, it's... It's traumatic of what's happening to you. You find out that Jackie's body never made it to Vic. Arisaka came and picked up his body before it could happen. Um, and you go to your apartment. You're asleep. And, well, no, you go to your apartment and Misty... Uh, is with you. She's sad, you know. And, you know, V's constantly apologizing for what happened to Jackie. And, um, I've been going for two and a half hours. My voice is starting to hurt. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. And I haven't even talked as much. <clears throat> I know. We haven't done it in a, about two weeks. <clears throat> we, uh, uh, you know, she has a little heart-to-heart with V about Jackie and her and everything. And then does, and then gives you, t- gives you, a, gives you a container of pills. Says this is from Doc. This is to hold back any symptoms of the data fragment. Uh, not data fragment. The chip pretty the much chip. erasing your mind. Yeah, to slow the sl- progress it of its yeah. of its uh, overtaking of your mental faculties. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but these are for me. And both of these, she reads off this long fucking medical name that I'm just like, I'm not going to remember that shit. <laughs> and it was literally red pill, blue pill. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> red pill, relinquish control. Blue pill, key well, control. I think, it was, I think it was white pills, but the bottles were red and blue. No, the the pills were red and blue as well. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. Couldn't remember. If you have a PC, you can see the difference. Well, you know, it looked like just the container. Well, it was red and blue pills. 
Uh, well, actually, one was red, blue, and yellow rating. The other one was just blue. Um, and uh, she's like, you know, to let the monster out more. And Pre pretty much speeding up the process. And make it quicker. Yeah. So and it's not a, a slow, prolonged death. Yeah. And so you go to lay down. And then you start hearing voices. You start hearing Johnny Silverhand's voice. Let me out of here. Give me a smoke. What the fuck are you doing? We need to get moving. The corpse are here. We need to stop the corpse. You keep hearing all this. And... You, you know, you're intermittently waking up, and you see him banging his head on your wall, begging for a cigarette, begging for all this other shit, begging for you to get moving. And you finally get up. You go and get dressed, because you need to go talk to someone about Jackie, and... Uh, before you leave... He be Johnny's silver hand becomes unglued and fights you within your own body. And it, it was weird to watch. It was weird to watch, and it's even it's even weirder to explain because it's hard to explain. Um, so basically, you have like this inner turmoil struggle between them, and. Johnny Silverhand sees V on the ground, and V pulls up their arm in order to, you know, like that self-defense arm uh, movement. And Johnny Silverhand's arm moves at the exact moment in the same pattern. And he's like, what the fuck? And they're both moving their arms in the same pattern. He's like, what the fuck's going on? And that's where I'm going to end it. Because I know that's some part of Act 2, but I'm just going to end it there because I can't keep going. Yeah, our, our voices are not as uh, <clears throat> accustomed to speaking anymore. I quit sp I quit doing this for two weeks, and my voice is like, fuck you. Granted, we don't usually go for almost three hours. Um, it's usually an hour and a half. So, <sighs> that's, I mean, like, I want to say review, but we are given a breakdown of the story with our own opinion in there, right? Pretty much, it, um, it's more of a story-based uh, walkthrough with uh, our opinions of what's what's going on. Yeah, uh, I mean, we are kind of reviewing it. It's slightly reviewed, but overall, it's more check this out, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely if I was going to review review it i i think the story is actually pretty decent the story i mean we can we can do an actual opinion. like full-on review if we want to do that too yeah I, I was hoping it would be a little bit bigger but the story they, i was actually hoping would be like four parts <laughs> yeah they, they said they're gonna be adding uh dlc so i wonder what story is gonna be well i saw that to. they're gonna be adding content to it and don't expect that till probably end of Q1 of 2021. Yeah. So around March or early April. 
probably gonna be spring or summer, I'm guessing, before we get anything. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Which, to be honest, hey, if that gives them more time to fix these other issues that they're dealing with, I'm not arguing it one bit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I would like to be able to finish that uh, that one mission with the the couple. Because that yeah. one started off super interesting. I was like, oh yeah, I kind of well, want to know what's going on. There's a lot more going on in Act Two that we can uh, that we'll we will discuss in the next episode. Um, because that's also where a lot of your side missions really start to become important. So, because it's it's Act Two, it's basically the game of itself, you know. So. We will discuss that in part two of our three-part, maybe four-part series of the story of Cyberpunk. I think I went a little too far on that one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Any last thoughts, Jordan? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I figured. All right. Not today. All right, so we will be back next week. I don't know if it'll be two episodes next week, but I think it will be at least one. So, um, I I know I am definitely gonna be gone Monday. So okay, so it'll be it, one. It will on probably Friday. just be one. Yeah. So and probably posted <clears throat> Saturday morning. Uh, so. We don't forget, um, you know, tell your friends, leave us comments, reviews, please. We we want <laughs> we want feedback. Remember, we're we're at tell, tell us how horrible we're doing, please. Yes, especially with butchering <laughs> very much the entire first act of Cyberpunk. Um, I think we got it down all right. We hit almost all three things on on the majority of it yeah it, it was just wildly out of uh chronological order <laughs> it i mean it did have we, out we, of chronological order back moments. and forth a lot we did but it was also more like oh yeah this happened but i'll get into that whenever it happens um yeah yeah i fair. did make sure to do that but i mean like it, it is also a discussion of like it's like, hey, here's the rundown of the game, so you know what you're expecting, and not getting put down by no expectations. Granted, I'm a horrible storyteller, okay? Um, <laughs> you want to experience, play the game. That's all I gotta say, is play the game. Um, e- even with all of the... Uh negative reviews and whatnot i think it's definitely still worth i pulled it up it's a great great one to me i pulled it up whenever we were trying to figure out maelstrom's name Mm -hmm. and the reviews on it and these are like the major uh reviews of the game ign 9 out of 10 metacritic 86 GameSpot 7 out of 10 those are not terrible reviews I'm glad it's getting the reviews it deserves, even though it kind of a rough start, a little bumpy. Well, some stuff that still needs worked on, but 
it's overall uh, a good game to me. I just think people got way too hyped, and, and some of them were let down on the initial, you know, release. Yeah, but overall, it's also not people sitting there going like, you know, but you know, telling us that it is terrible because you can't play it worth a shit on a console. It's like okay, but what's I mean, the, I've been how's playing the game on overall? Console. Yeah, it was like there's a couple things that are annoying, like not being able to finish that governor mission. I'm sure that kind of stuff mayor. will be patched soon. Yeah, mayor. Um, but, but that. Oh, I I finally happens. got the the uh, cyber psycho one to finish. So it's like with that, it finally popped up for me that I got it done. So okay, cool. Hopefully the the governor one or mayor one will get get fixed as well but overall it's like hey we have some actual decent scores on this i mean seven out of ten that's that's above average you know average is around yeah. five to six um if, if you like fallout and uh elder scrolls type games you'll like this actually it even has i mean i'm looking at it right now and it's saying retro futuristic video games that are also searched for fallout 3 wolfenstein the outer worlds fallout Far Cry 3, it, Blood Dragon. It plays Alien lot, Isolation. It it's. It is very much. If you like sci fi and you like adventure, this is a game. Because it's not like grandiose world adventure, but it is an adventure within a false city. You know, it is within a fictional place in a, in a time frame that's 50 years away. You know? I've got like 80 hours in the game, and I'm not even through. Not even through Act Two. I have 137 hours. Yeah, it's like if if you like exploring and adventuring and doing side quests and having a game that the main story is actually worth doing, uh, it it checks off all those for me. Yeah, it is. It definitely for me hits a spot where I'm like this is something I've been needing because it it fills a void of something that I've been lacking in games and I don't know what that what I, what it was I was lacking but it definitely Probably good storytelling maybe like, it's good with... storytelling or maybe it's a sci-fi uh, RPG that is actually I mean, that, decent that, that could be too. Because, uh, I mean, there's plenty of sci-fi RPGs out there that are shit. Um, and I and it's and something that's sci-fi that's not Star Wars in an RPG. Yeah. yeah. Getting um, a little on the burned-out side of uh, Marvel and Star Wars stuff, personally. So, yeah, kind so, of taking a break from it. I haven't really watched a lot of... Uh, either of those other than keeping up with the Mandalorian. Yeah, I wish we need to talk about the ending of that one sometime. But, uh... No good. But we digress. Because we're still <laughs> recording. Um... <laughs> so, uh, we will do part two next week. And, uh... Sorry for... I mean, hey, you know, if you want longer episodes, tell us. If you want us to maintain our hour and a half, two hour, somewhere in there, time frame, tell us. 
If you want us to go less, tell us. And you can tell us on our Twitter, at my underscore controller. Uh, so, you know, follow, message. If you if you send us messages, we'll, we'll answer your questions that you have with it. I mean, if you want to know why we suck at what we're doing, well, I mean, we can answer that pretty plainly. There's many a reason. <laughs> There's many a reason <laughs> why we suck at this. One, we're not that good. Two, well, we're still not that good. Three, have you listened to us? Just a couple of idiots. I mean, that's how it started. But, <clears throat> uh, holidays are over. We're back. I mean, that's how it goes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, say goodbye, Jordan. Bye, Jordan. Alright. So, remember, send us messages. Hey, if you go to Anchor, we're, at, we're uh, the show is based out of, uh, anchor.fm, and you find it, you can, and you find, uh, where's my controller on there? You can send us a voicemail, and I can play the voicemail on this. And, uh, you know, you can hear your voice. So if you want to hear yourself call us stupid, please send it in. Yeah, we're not going to be mad about <laughs> it either, because it's like, hey, you're being honest. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, we'll catch you later. And as always, where is your controller?